from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right. Here we go, baby. Welcome. Welcome for the next three hours. You will hear me, Taz. And this is the Taz Show. Gonna talk about, break down, react all this stuff to a well, interesting Survivor Series, which I thought was pretty good for the most part, but the ending shocked it all. Shocked everybody. Shocking all Jones, as we would say on the Taz Show. Uh, so, uh, it just really caught me off guard. I'll get to that in a second. Let me tell you what we got going on here. We got a few awesome guests, for sure. Uh, gonna have uh, one of the best pro athletes in the world today, uh, Member of Team USA and the New York Lizards, Paul Rabel, awesome professional lacrosse player who is a aficionado of pro wrestling and the WWE. So I think you guys that are not used to my show, maybe have not heard Paul Rabel on my show before, will re- realize that Rabel is the real deal when it comes to knowing the business and being a fan of it. Also, the PW Insider Paul, with none other than Mike Johnson. Want to hear Mike Johnson's reaction to Survivor Series and, well... <laughs> How about this? Well, from the WWE, from NXT, the new NXT champion, Samoa Joe. That's right. Samoa Joe will be, well, a guest on the Taz Show here. And uh, really looking forward to that. And that's actually going to be right uh, in a few seconds here. A few minutes, I should say. Uh, check it out. If you want to check out the live video stream, by the way, it's available at TazShow.com. So, uh, and here's the deal, too. As you know, what we do on The Daily Show. You could talk to me, communicate with me, give your thoughts on Survivor Series. It's very simple, very simple process. Attention, hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 4227. So you guys can do that if you want. So uh, also, last, uh, last but not least, before I get rolling here, I want to let you know we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices. So it definitely was a shocking situation the way the uh, <laughs> the Raw show, I'm sorry the Raw show the Survivor Series show ended. I, you know I got to be frank with you guys. I really thought the show would still be going on, meaning the main event, <clears throat> meaning Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, while I kicked off and opened up my show. But uh uh-uh, uh, that's not the way it goes. And uh, yeah, the thing ended early, and I was shocked. I mean, I had some people telling me around here at the studio at CBS Sports Radio. And some people on Twitter saying, yo, they, they got two matches left, and it was like 9.30, whatever it was, 9.40 p.m. And I'm like, ah, they'll, you know, and, and that five-on-five five, uh, Raw versus SmackDown match, they really stretched, it went long. And I'm thinking, wow, they, they, they left a, a plethora of time for Brock and um, Goldberg. I'm like, how are they going to do this? You know, and then sure enough, the thing ended so quick, I was absolutely shocked. So, uh before I get rolling, I got to take a call from a longtime listener and viewer of the show, and it's definitely exciting. I'm excited, I should say, to talk to my man. Oh, hang on a second. Wait, we got a little. Uh, is, let me try to put him back on the here's here's old. There we go. My bad. Are we good now with our guest? Okay, so my bad. I'll get to the phones in a second. Not yet. <laughs> so we're working out kinks because usually I got in the studio beforehand to work this out. 
And by the way, uh, if you guys uh, want to know, the Viking, uh, the Viking, Big Rob is in the studio. Uh, hello, Rob. How you doing, Taz? I'm good. I'm good. Shocking ending, wouldn't you say? Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the reaction from everybody here was just... Yeah, I know. Uh, it was disbelief. It really was disbelief, for sure. I, I really... It caught me uh, by surprise a big time. It, it, it really was... Uh, it was it was crazy. And I want to get thoughts from somebody right now, my first guest here. Okay? Uh, he's not just some guest, by the way. He's a good friend of mine. He's one of the most legit guys you're going to find in the industry today. Oh, yeah, and he just so happens to be the new NXT World Heavyweight Champion, the Samoan Submission Machine. Samoa Joe, welcome to the Taz Show, my friend. Taz. What's up, Joe? How you doing? What's what's up, brother? Congrats. I'm doing fantastic, man. We're we're out here in the sticks. Have a great time. We've got the penthouse going. We're doing the post-survivor series party up here, and uh, we're enjoying ourselves. What can we say? Well, congratulations, my friend. I mean, well-deserved. You and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura tore it. Up last night in Toronto at NXT Takeover, dude. I mean, you got to be feeling some effects. That was physicality, uh, Japanese strong style to another level. You know, anytime you get into the ring with a competitor like Shinsuke, I mean, you're, you're going to feel the effects for a while. But I mean, uh, it just makes the victory that much sweeter. It makes uh, the championship uh, mean that much more. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. Listen, man, I got to tell you, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to stooge myself off here. So I on my show on Friday, right, I predicted, like, the NXT TakeOver card. I was right on every single prediction except yours. Bro, I thought you were going to lose. <laughs> no disrespect. Uh, I'm not uh, kidding. I thought you were going to lose. <laughs> you, should know, you should know better than that. I know I should. I mean, I, you, you, you're con- I, I listen to the show, and <laughs> you're constantly out here telling these people that you are a well-informed individual and that you make correct predictions based on your various and long years of experience in Professional wrestling, yeah. and you pick me to lose, man. I know, bro. Come I'm on. sorry. I, my bad. I, I just You're slipping, man. You hanging out with too many clowns down there at CBS. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, man. You need to, no. you need to get back and lock them with the boys, learn how things run, man. Well, there are a lot of clowns around me at CBS. That's a shoot. But listen, this is the thing. It wasn't anything to do with your ability. It was just I just thought the booking would would not be in your favor as the winner of the match. But I was happily surprised. Once, and I, once again, Taz. What? Excuse me, man. <laughs> Well, you get hot. You trying to tell me that the McMahon family don't realize what they got? Get oh, man. no, they know. Bro, no, Vince knows. You I know. He know. I do know, bro. I know. Of course I know. So, look, what, what's next? <laughs> I mean, what are you thinking? Did you just not see what happened, bro, with, with Lesnar? I mean, I can't believe what I happened did. with I him. And- hey, I, I, hey, hey, you know better than anybody because you know me, man. You know, I'm annoyed, man. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I kind of had my target chart worked out. Uh, Brock was a big part of that, and now I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta, re- I gotta reorganize the depth chart, and I got new target in the sights. So I mean, uh, you know, given the opportunity, obviously I've run a rush out through NXT, things are going well there, and I mean now it's just really about like, uh, you know, finding that next big matchup, man. So wait a minute, bro, are you telling me straight up you're kind of just dismissing Brock Lesnar? I'm not dismissing him. I'm just saying now I got extra ass to beat. You know what I mean? Like now I got like. <laughs> Like, really clear out the dance card, mm. you know, really, really figure out, reorganize my time. I mean, it's really messed up my whole schedule of how I want things to go down. So, I feel you. You know, it's, right. it's, it's an annoyance, if anything. Like I said, I'm annoyed. I'm uh, not dismissive. All I right. realize what Brock can do. Brock is a beast, man. Yeah. Ex UFC champion. Yeah. Ex WWE champion. Yeah. A man that everybody fears and is meant to be feared when he's in that ring. But, you know, now we got Goldberg back in place, so now we got to go after him, too. Mm-mm-mm. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I was. Hooked like a mark. I was shocked. I was shocked and awe. I did not expect 
that quick, 90-something seconds, uh, a couple of spears and a jackhammer, one, two, three. That really caught me by surprise. I, I have to assume it caught you by surprise. Yes, no? I, I wasn't the only one. I think uh, there was a collective gas backstage. Okay. Uh, you know, just, just, just being there, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, nobody expected that to happen. And everybody thought, you know, hey, this is going to be a, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a knockdown drag out to see it in that quickly. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, legitimately, I mean, backstage, there was a absolute collective gas. Uh, most people had their hands over their mouths as if they'd just seen uh, oh. some horrible, horrible crime committed. So, I mean, <laughs> it was... Uh, it was very interesting to watch backstage. Yeah, man. You know, and I think, Joe, that's what, like, a lot of people don't realize. They think that, you know, every match, every wrestler, or if you're just hanging out backstage, maybe you're not on a card, that, like, we know every single finish, everything that's and, – and you don't. And and that's by design because oh. if you could, as we say, as you know, work the boys, if the people if, – if the people from inside the business, the athletes, the performers, the production people, whomever, if they're taken aback and shocked, could you imagine the true fan base, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know as well as I do, you know, a lot of times uh, when we're back there, a lot of times we don't want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, a yeah. lot of times we, we, we still do want to kind of experience that. And, uh, you know, it isn't like us to, you know, if you, if you see if there's a big anticipated matchup, you know, I, I've seen, you know, hundreds of times where guys are just like, you know, hey, I, I don't want to know, man. I, I want to see how it plays out and I want to experience it from that, you know, from that aspect because it's a very different, um, you know, seeing, seeing it from that point of view as opposed to kind of being in the know. And uh, you know a lot of a lot of wrestlers, uh, you know we we can we can still appreciate uh, having that feeling. Yeah, man, I totally agree. Well, look, you're doing big things, right? So you're doing big things, and look, it's not just that you just won a championship, but the the amount of what's going on with you at NXT is to me, I, I'm so happy for guys like yourself and guys like like the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode, and like Austin Aries, mm-hmm. you know, the cats that you know we all got to know each other, and and I got to you know really know you guys over the years. And um, I, I couldn't be more happy for that crew of that the generation of you guys that are <laughs> just working machines, just tremendous wrestlers, tremendous talents. And it, it's got to feel awesome for you, not just being the top dog of NXT, and it's not your first time either with that, but being around a bunch of you know guys and girls that are legit and talented, and the next crop that's coming up is just as talented. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, NXT, since it's, transformed into a third brand for WWE. Um, you know, there's been this big influx of talent, both, you know, created, uh, you know, kind of in, in, in-house and uh, being brought in from, from you know, around the, the spectrum of the wrestling, wrestling industry. And uh, to be a part of it now, it, it's, it's uh, man, it, you can't help but be energized by it. You know, uh, every time we come into these big weekends, you know, the, the, the Survivor Series weekend, SummerSlam weekend, uh, and, and we do our big takeovers, you know, take over London. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, Triple H has no problem coming in, looking at the guys there and saying, "Listen, throw down the gauntlet. You set the you set the stage. You, you tell that pay per view the next night to beat you." Mm. And uh, you know, we're kind of we're giving that rain. I mean, that's the edict that's put in front of us is to you know we put put pressure, put pressure. You know, yo, so yo, Joe, he's giving. So he's, he, he, let me interrupt you. I'm sorry, bro. So Hunter's giving like inspirational uh, kind of speeches in essence. That's what you're saying. Uh, it's not so much a speech as an edict. You know, he he's an edict. Oh, and, and, okay, gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He gotcha. just comes in. He, he looks at us. He goes, "Guys, start the week off. Set the tone for the weekend, and mm-hmm. tell him beat that." I like and, that. I mean, that's that's kind of what we kind of go out and we're and we're and we're looking to do is to uh, you know 
when, when, when you call for these big weekends for WWE, we want to make it, you know, we, we want to put, put on the best shows we possibly can. And it starts with NXT. NXT kicks off the, the weekend and of it course. ends with yeah. whatever major pay-per-view is going on afterwards. All right, Joe, look, I got to go to break. Can you hang on uh, on this break, on this, yeah. uh, outside of break, jump back in, and then um, I want to, because uh, I want to, you're cool with that? Brother. Yeah? All right, yeah. bro. No, because I want to talk to you about, um, I want to talk to you about the difference like being in NXT, all the places you've worked, you know, all the years you've worked, and what's the difference and what's going on. On the other side of break, we'll talk to you about that, bro, okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, sit tight. Hey, no, it's just a Taz show on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to break right now. On the side of break, we'll have Joe, Samoa Joe, the NXT champ, still sitting on, and we'll talk Survivor Series throughout the night. Hang on. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio with this special, uh, basically a Survivor Series reaction show. Going to be here until 2 a.m. Eastern, so we're just getting rolling. And before the break, had uh, we have a very special guest, the new NXT uh, World Heavyweight Champion. He is the Samoan submission machine. He is Samoa Joe. So, Joe, man, uh, before we get into talk about what I said before the break, you know, like, what is the difference for you in NXT compared to all the places you've worked, all the success you've had, all your championships. But before that, I talked to you about your match with Sinsuke a little bit with Nakamura last night. And I got to say, the, the, it was beyond very physical. And and that, that the style is something that I know when I wrestled, I loved. And it wasn't as popular as now. Um, I thought we'd see that tonight with Lesnar and Goldberg, but we didn't. But I'm just saying, we've seen that a lot, especially in your style. Especially in Nakamura's style. You know, that Japanese strong style. I mean... Uh, I've seen you wrestle and work many different styles. I don't think people realize that you can you can work a plethora of styles. You're like uh, you're a jack of all trades, my friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, and honestly, it goes a lot with um, you know having the ability to to travel a lot of different places and work a lot of different places around the world. And uh, you know, you acclimatize and, and you pick up you know what's good and you leave what's bad, and uh, you know you kind of develop yourself that way. Um, and and in NXT, I think it's. Uh, it's it's a place where it's very complimentary to you having a very different style. And maybe it's something that's not, I guess, classified as traditionally a WWE style. Um, you know, they're, they're very, very encouraging trying to, you know, uh, bring new things uh, to the table as far as, uh, you know, the styles of wrestling, the styles of matches that you see. And, um, you know, that's definitely um, a kind of a, a, a bonus of being involved in NXT. Yeah, man, it's just, uh, just watching from a, as a fan, watching NXT – it just seems like the talent is having fun, and it just seems like you can let your hair down a little bit. It just it reminds me of a polished up, clean ECW. Like it just that's that's what it reminds me of. I just because you see a different uh, different styles, different. I could see the quotation marks when you said "cleaned up" in my mind the minute that you said it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no, but like a, like a uh, you know a sleeker version of ECW. Because there's a lot of fan interaction. Uh, sometimes I make fun of it on my show because the audience there are full sale. Sometimes I think it's about them. If I'm ever in full sale, brother, and I'm doing stuff for NXT, I promise I'm cutting a promo on that audience and I'm going to get a lot of heat. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, have, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> no, um, but you, you, yeah. you, I mean, you, you're a guy that's tough for you because you're a heel. You have heat, but yet they love you and they love your style. So you, you, you have a good balance there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, um, it, it's good to, uh, I guess, 
have a little bit of fan support in certain aspects. But, um, you know, I, I, getting back to your original point, I, I, you know, it, I think your observation is pretty spot on. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really great environment. And it's, uh, you know, if, if, if you were in a, uh, an artist colony that, you know, was very, very encouraging, that's the closest thing I could liken to the environment at XT where, um, you know, the, the variety of coaches that you see there that work with the, with the guys that are come, the talent that's coming up, um, the mix of guys that you have, myself, Bobby Roode, uh, you know, Finn Balor at certain points, uh, Shin, even Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, these are guys that are all, you know, well-traveled and have all have done, you know, um, had tremendous success around the world. And when you come into NXT, um, it's not an environment where they want to suppress that. You know, they want to see what you bring to the table, and they want to, and they want to use it and incorporate it into what we do. And, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of support, um, you know, from, from the production team. Uh, that goes into that also. I mean, if you saw Bobby Roode's, Bobby Roode's entrances since he's, he's been in NXT. Unbelievable. In, it's glorious. For lack of a better word, glorious. <laughs> it's uh, glorious. Yeah. You know, Shinsuke, I mean, Shinsuke coming out is a spectacle into itself. And, um, you know, it, it's it's everything there is is, is put in place uh, to lend support to uh, the wrestlers and, and, and to what they do in the ring. So, um, it, it, it's a really great environment to be a part of. So I'm assuming for younger talent, younger wrestlers that are coming in and coming up, because it's a really awesome, cool mix that Triple H and, and company has built have built there over the past, you know, I don't know, a couple of years, whatever, of you have some legitimate, credible veterans that are still in their prime, like yourself, you know, and, and then you have some younger guys that have worked a little bit here and there but didn't really kick off like a Ty Dillinger, who I think last night... Uh, thanks to NXT and Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger's own ability, that kid was made last night. But even guys younger than you agree, right? So even guys younger than him, bro, I'm sure you guys help a lot of these young guys that are just trying to, you know, because, you know, back like when I broke in, even probably when you broke in, you get some veterans that they weren't that helpful back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, and, and I think you nailed it dead on. Um, the biggest thing with NXT is um, – you you get you get people uh, and you know as well as I do you know you only get better when you work with people who are better than you yes and uh, you know though though there was a lot of veterans who were you know maybe not uh, as helpful as you know they could have been um, I also had the tremendous benefit throughout my entire career of working with veterans who were who were more than helpful and in, 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 in trying to um, you know help me elevate my game and, and get to the next level right so um, that is very much the atmosphere that is kind of promoting in NXT is that, you know, we have really, really promising young talent. Um, and for them to get the ability to get in the ring with guys who are polished and a little bit more seasoned or a lot more seasoned in, in, in most cases, and to, to be able to be in there and, and, and be in the big show and understand, you know, uh, what goes into the poise and what goes into the presence of being, you know, a world-class performer in this industry. Um, you know, NXT very much accomplishes that type of environment. And, I mean, I think it shows in, in, in a lot of the, the talent that they've produced over the years. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you could see it just that, like on my show, my, my daily show, right, bro? I would never normally say, uh, okay, a guy made it to up onto the Raw roster, or up on the spot. I felt like it was, in essence, not, not degrading, that's an overstatement, but I felt like it was a little bit of a diss to NXT. So on my show, like my audience, like we don't normally say that because I feel – NXT is truly on that same level as Raw and SmackDown because of the type of talent that's there. Main event guys like yourself or Shinsuke or when Finn was there or 
a double, you know, a double or, or you know, a rude and, and so many other people I'm missing. You know what I mean? So I, I, that's something that is that competitiveness still there, would you say? I, I think uh, more so in, in a lot of aspects because, you know, being in the ring with guys who are, who are as hungry as, as a lot of these young and up-and-coming talents that are from the Performance Center are, it, it makes you hungry again. You know, and it makes you really, really strive to go out there and, and to perform at, at, the, at the highest level because, you know, th- these are guys who are coming up and, and they want to make their mark on the world. And when you put yourself back in that environment, back in a more visceral environment, an environment that's competitive and where, where everybody is really, truly trying to go out there and not perform each other, um, you know, it, it can only do good. It, you know, it's steel sharpens steel. Yeah. And uh, these guys are going out there and giving their all. And, and you know as well as I do, a lot of times when you get into an environment where um, there, there's some complacency and uh, mm. there's guys who feel yeah. comfortable, um, it, it can it can grind on you because yeah. you know you start to you start to by osmosis you start to kind of take on the environment around you. And for me personally, you know, being in NXT and being around guys who are young, passionate, and who want to go out there and, and, and set the world on fire has made me that much better. So you know, it's kind of uh, it, it works both ways, you know, uh, the experience that they gave from us and, and the fire that we get from them. So it, it's, it's a nice little balance. Well, that's cool, man. Well, look, bro, I really appreciate you coming on here late at night like this and jumping on, on this special I'm doing. Uh, much love for that, dude. And, and again, congratulations. I'm so happy for you, man. And uh, just keep on rocking, brother. Oh, you know I will. All right, buddy. All right, Joe, thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. Wear that title well. All right, man. I will, I will. All right, brother. Take care. Take care. All right, see you, Joe. So there you go, Samoa Joe, the NXT champion, world champ right there. Kicking butt. Okay, so check it out. Other side of break. When we come back, I'll get into some uh, some phone calls. I'll get to talk about Survivor Series. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, hey, so check this out, man. When it's time to replace your battery, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the superstar battery that's an exact fit for your vehicle. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So, hey, so check it out. We had uh, the NXT champion, Samoa Joe on. I appreciate that. Appreciate WWE setting that up. And my man Joe coming on. That was uh, was awesome. Also, uh, at the top of the hour here at Midnight Eastern, we will have... Uh, pro lacrosse player and pro athlete extraordinaire, Paul Rabel, uh, who's just a beast mode athlete. But the, the thing is, like, he is truly, a, like I said earlier, an aficionado in regards to professional wrestling and the WWE. Uh, he lives in Baltimore. He's a Baltimore guy. Played lacrosse at Johns Hopkins. Was a big-time stud All-American, beast mode guy, all pro, the whole nine yards. Uh, but the thing is with him, he goes to independent wrestling shows all over, like Maryland, like MCW shows and all that stuff. He really supports pro wrestling. He uh, just goes to a plethora of WWE events. He's got a lot of people. He's jacked up in the know. So he goes backstage, and he's hobnobbing with all the big shots at WWE. So I want to get Rabel's opinion and thoughts and reaction at the top of the hour to Survivor Series. And I got to get to some of these phone calls. A lot of people are calling the show and want to talk, and they have things to say. And I think there might be some venting here. Uh, hey, who we got? Superkick Saunders. You are on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's going on, Taz? Good to talk to you, my friend. Long-time uh, uh, listener, viewer, gimmick, schnabitz, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, what's going on, buddy? 
I just appreciate the whole crew over there being so cool tonight. You know, keeping school in mind. I really appreciate it. Well, you got school tomorrow, so we got to get we got to make sure that you hit the hay. Cause that's what I do. Inspire the youth of America, our future inspire leaders. That's the, you're inspiring the youth. You're bringing people together. People all <laughs> over the country is going to wrestling shows together. Yeah, that's me, bro. It's all good stuff. <laughs> so what'd you think? I'm sure you saw the show. So what? Are you, what's your thoughts on it? I'm sure you got them. Two real quick thoughts. Something that might not a lot of people are thinking. Loving the ten. Loving the ten throughout the crowd for Survivor Series. Right. And two. And two, Goldberg just, news just was released. Goldberg's going to be in the Rumble. What are your thoughts? Goldberg's going to be in the Rumble. What are my thoughts? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's tough. How do you beat How do you beat Goldberg? How do you beat Goldberg uh, in the Rumble now, right? You're going to have to. you got to do something, right? I didn't know. I didn't know that. I got my crack staff and never was trying to find out about that. That's just broke. That's big. He's going to be in the Rumble. I don't know. I mean, you got, how, do you, how do you beat him? You just had him go through your monster. Your resident monster. So that that's a tough thing to do. Thank you for calling, Super Kick. I appreciate it. So that's what you're seeing there, uh, Viking Rumble. Yeah, Goldberg Inc. deal to appear at Royal Rumble with uh, prior to facing Lesnar tonight. He he uh, he inked a deal to appear in the Royal Rumble match. Mm-mm-mm. Interesting. I'll tell you what. I thought that the Goldberg gimmick was going to be one and done, Jones. I thought that he would come in there tonight and because and they would use him just to hype the video game. I thought he physically looked great, and he looked great when we saw him on Raw. We've heard that he's got some shoulder or arm injury of sorts. I heard I talked about that during the week on my show, but, you know, uh, I'm thinking maybe that's what happened there. I mean, this, this finish was shocking. People are calling it a squash. It was a squash. I mean, and it was a shocker. Brock Lesnar is your resident, you know, uh, uh, he's your resident killing machine. You know, he's your credible monster. I am very surprised, but I think they'll come back with, uh, you know, one more match. I I, I, I don't know. Is Brock going to be in a Royal Rumble now? Like, what? Like I thought maybe they're going to go to the Royal Rumble and do a, a one-on-one match again with Brock and Goldberg, where Brock gets his receipt, finally gets the monkey off his back, and is able now, because I think that's the story that WWE's going to tell here. The story they're going to tell is, hey, you know, Brock Lesnar's a monster. He's this, he's that. He's, you know, he beats everybody, eats everybody up. But the one guy that has his number is Goldberg. That's the story I predict, I think, that WWE will start telling tomorrow. My opinion. Possibly. And I know I've got a lot of people calling the show. And if you want to call the show, you can do that. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. No word yet as to whether or not he's going to face Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's the report. Yeah, I don't see. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about Mania. That is a while away. Uh, you know, it, it's that's in the springtime. I mean, that's a that's tough. Uh, before my show, I jumped on uh, on CBS Sports Radio here with Jordy McDowell. Does he's been doing radio for about seven thousand years, but he's great at it, and he's a big time wrestling fan. And he he made a good point. You know, he was like, you know, how long? I mean, how long are they going to stretch this until WrestleMania? That's a tough thing to do. So. I don't know, man. This thing tonight was extremely, extremely, extremely different. It's got people talking. Tell you that right now. We've seen a ton of publicity on, uh, you know, on on all the major sports networks and everything, and WWE about Goldberg leading up to this. I truly thought it was just to build up that video game, and then just be done, Dunsky. But uh, uh-uh, that's not what the deal is. And we got uh, Brian in New York. Uh, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up, Taz? How you doing? Good, my friend. Talk to me. 
can give you a late night game bag shot, first time, long time. Oh, look at this guy. Run first time, long time. Ow! First time, long time, Mike. Stop. Okay, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Waited all night for. Well, you, you alluded to it a little earlier, but um, uh, a lot of talk is saying that perhaps that that arm injury on Raw maybe maybe the match a little shorter. Mm-hmm. But still, it was kind of like a you know like they said a squash match. But would that you think that would affect it that much that they would cut it short? Yeah, because it'd be tough. I, I would. This is just me speculating because I didn't expect this. I'm not going to say that a lot of you guys, but I think that it, I think it was a deal where Brian, where it's um, it's tough to expect that you know, that that Goldberg is able to take a a bunch of suplexes from Brock, you know, or take any of that physicality from Brock if he does have that injury to to his wing to his arm. So thank you for calling, Brian. I mean, that that's the thing. It'd be tough to expect a guy to do that at his age. So. I think maybe that's why they cut it short. I, if that's the case, I would have went the other way. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to have anybody buzz through anybody, have Brock buzz through Goldberg. Brock's the guy that you have money invested in. That's the only thing where I'm a little confused on this. I know a lot of people are pissed off. A lot of people are mad. You know, and I got to be honest with you. If, if You know, for people that uh, watch the show and most people on the WWE Network, you know, like I did, you know, we're all paying 10 bucks a month. Okay, so you know what? You, you can't you can't really throw a flag. What are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, I, I, it, it, they put those two guys in the ring and, and the match happened. But if you're in the audience in Toronto, eh, that you could be a little ticked off about. You know, you expected a, a long main event. Hey, but what they did give you? Let's be positive here, not to be negative here. They gave you uh, a, a Survivor Series match with Raw versus SmackDown. The men's match was long, physical, crazy, uh, exciting, great stuff. I mean, and I, I thought for the most part throughout the show there was a lot of good stuff. I thought some stuff was okay. Some stuff was better than okay. I mean, I thought kicking it off with the women was a good way to start the show. I like that. They started off with the five-on-five elimination match. And with the announcing, they went with on this, I believe, Mauro uh, Ronaldo and JBL from uh, SmackDown and Saxton and Corey uh, Graves from Raw. And throughout the night, they kept changing up the announce team's I mean, that was okay. I think that's different. I normally, I'm kind of old school where I want to hear, like, the same same guys all throughout the show and that are going to guide me through the show. But you know what? They're trying different things, and it's giving an opportunity to all the announcers, especially those younger guys like a Saxton and, you know, Corey, Corey and uh, and uh, Harvard, uh, you know, uh, Otunga. You know, so I, I think that's good for those guys. But it was a little at times, a little bit, I'm trying to figure out who's on what. You know, I, I, I like that Corey was wearing a red sports jacket. <laughs> And Otunga was wearing uh, blue, so I could get that. JBL threw me off. He's wearing a gray suit and a pink tie. What the hell are you doing? Come on. What the hell is that? Stop it now. Put on a freaking blue tie, JBL. Well, knows you got a bunch of them. So, yeah, I, I, but I did like that they started off with the women. Um, I would have started this if, if, uh, to kick the show off with this match, but I would have, again, armchair quarterback, in here, so bear with me. I would have uh, started off faster. I would have had the, these girls start off athletically faster pacing. Uh, too many stories I felt they told, physical stories, too early in the match. I believe it needed to be a fast-paced, high-spot fest, not the whole match, the first couple of minutes to really get you rolling, get your adrenaline going, let it all out as an audience. Oh, my God, look at these spots. Boom, 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 boom. Then settle down and tell your physical stories. Again, that's me in a studio watching, you know, on the WWE Network. So, armchair quarterback Jones, got it, I understand. 
fine. But that's that's what I'm doing here, right? So, I mean, looking back on it, I would have started with the same match, just faster. I would have went into that with these girls working faster early and then settle it down. Um, again, like I, I said, I thought the, the, the girls were were the right thing to start the show. I, I like that the girls were in gear, colored with their team colors. Most of them were, except Nia Jack. She just had like on a red uh, raw shirt on all of the black uh, gear she wears. But most of the girls had their colors on. You know, we saw a little uh, Fugazi, uh, you know, a little gimmick. Uh, they, they they pulled off here with Nikki Bella where, she, you know, she got hit in the head backstage. No one knows who did it. That's kind of obvious what the deal is. Then Natalia took a spot. So I, people like that because they were in Canada and she's from there. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole Toronto gimmick, which was cool. So they got a good reaction. But, you know, it was it was a little fugazi. But you know what? What are you going to do? And then, uh, and then Carmella, uh, representing SmackDown, started out against Alicia Fox, representing Raw. Uh, during that exchange, by the way, Alicia Fox, I thought she, if you go back and watch it, guys, Watch Alicia Fox, dude, early in this thing, man. She hits an insane, awesome, awesome Northern Lights uh, suplex. Uh, Alicia Fox does on Camelo's badass. It was really cool. I really liked it a lot. Uh, good throw right there. And the mayhem kind of broke out early in this thing between all the girls. And, and, and the other thing that was cool about it, the announcers were competitive amongst each other. And I've been in that role as an announcer there when we've done stuff like this, when it was like Michael Cole and I against like Raw, Raw's team of JR and King. You know, I like that as long as it's not too much bickering when the announcers are competitive with each other. I do. I, I think that's uh, actually, uh, you know, pretty cool uh, in my opinion. Uh, hey, Noah, what's going on in Alabama? You're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Taz? Good to talk to you. How's you doing, bud? What's up? Yeah, man, hey, congrats on the live special, man. You deserve all the success you're getting, brother. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Thanks for all the support, dude. Yeah, man, no problem. Look, I, I just want to say, best match of the night has to go to the Raw men and SmackDown men. That match was intense. Mm, I I think I agree. I mean, I, I love the match. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to think if it was the best. I, I liked Miz and Sami Zayn. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, that was a little Fugazi finishing that, too. But I, yeah, you're probably right. I think maybe the best, best one might be what you just said. I agree. Big thing, though, is I hope Shane McMahon's okay. He he took that spear rough and really hit his head. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay, too, man. His head definitely bounced off of the mat. Uh, heavy duty right there. Whiplash-like motion. Thank you for calling, Noah. Uh, whiplash-like motion that was not pretty to watch. Um, you know, Shane takes a lot of chances out there. I mean, I, I thought it was a really cool spot, you know, where Roman Reigns catches Shane in midair with that spear. It was heavy. It was tense, and Shane did not shy away from taking that back bump heavy and intense the way he did. And it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, nasty. I mean, he definitely got his bell wrong. I mean, hopefully he's not concussed. I don't know. Who knows? It's tough to speculate. Uh, his head definitely bounced off the mat nasty. I mean, it's good that it sounds weird, but it's good that he walked out with help. And it wasn't like they needed a gurney for him or something like that. To be frank, not to be, I'm not trying to be uh, unsensitive. I, I, I love Shane. I know Shane a long time, and I, and I hope he's okay. He's a tough SOP, uh, SOB, I should say. So I, I'm pretty sure he's probably okay. Um, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, uh, you know, it's a physical business. Shane is not a guy who's in the ring all the time. So, you know, it's a little bit different when you're not in the ring all the time. You know, your body gets, I've talked about this on my daily show, okay, uh, in the past, you know, your body builds up a rigidness 
when you're a pro wrestler. Yes, it's entertainment. And some people like to say, it's all fake. It's fake. What do you mean it's fake? What do you mean? Will you stop? Listen, it's physical. Okay, that's the thing you got to understand. It's daily physical. And your body builds up a callus, a toughness to it. You know, and when you don't do it all the time or you take a break from it, you know, your body loses that, that rigidness. And Shane, and, and no disrespect to him, he doesn't have that rigidness. No matter how much MMA training he's doing or boxing or lifting or cardio or dieting, the guy looks great. He's in great shape. You know, and he can go. He can fight. He's tough. We know that. But you, you, there's a certain um, rigidness to a pro wrestler. And I've always said, for those that are new to the show, and I'm sure we have a lot of new listeners or viewers that don't listen all the time or, or new to my show, you know, here on CBS Sports Radio. But but the thing is, man, it's like pro wrestlers, I've always said, sports entertainers are a hybrid of, and no, ma- no matter what the order is, of an actor, an athlete, and a stuntman, okay? And and that's kind of what, what you are. And you, a stuntman builds up, or, or stuntman or woman, builds up a rigidness and a toughness and a callousness to their body. It's the same thing in our industry. So, you know, the point is, Shane doesn't have that, you know, and, and it's not a knock on the man. It's just, you know, it, 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 it's just something that he don't have. <laughs> so, look, I, I think not, if, if you build up that toughness, can you take that bump without getting hurt? I mean, there's a chance. He took it hard. His head whiplashed. Look, it happens. It, it, accidents happen in the business. Some would say, well, maybe it's Roman Reigns' fault. And I, in my professional opinion, no, it's not. Okay, uh, and, and I, I don't think Shane's sitting around blaming Roman Reigns. Neither is Vince McMahon. It's part of the game. It's a physical freaking game. And that's why a lot of people in the business get upset when some fans or casual fans uh, insult the industry and, and say, oh, it's fake, it's this and that. You know, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's predetermined, it's entertainment, I get it. You know, f- we're not denying that. No one denies that. But the physicality is, is extremely real. The physicality is extremely real. And we saw that out of Roman Reigns uh, and everybody else in that match. Seth Rollins, some of the stuff that guy did in the match was unbelievable in that match. All, all those cats, all those cats were off the chain, all of them, seriously. So, uh, you know, I, I think you got to give some respect and some credit to that. Hey, uh, we got that key in New Jersey. You're on the Taz Show, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Nub. First time, long time. What's up, buddy? Talk to me. First time, long time, buddy. All right. Got it. Good to talk to you. All right. Got nothing to say? Thanks for coming. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> you got to come back with something. You know what I'm saying? You got to give me something. <laughs> All right, look, we're going to break right here. On the other side of break, we will have Paul Rabel. Okay, not just lacrosse player extraordinaire, but a big-time wrestling guy. I want to get his thoughts and opinions. I know he watched Survivor Series. I want to see what my man Rabel has to say right here on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show, special edition What you till 2 a.m. Eastern, talking about Survivor Series, taking calls, having fun, going berserk. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, the one-man cross where he going to leave you short. Right, we're back here on the Taz Show. We're coming to you live right now from the O'Reilly, O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Going to be here till uh, 2 a.m. Eastern, talking Survivor Series, taking calls at 855 212 
4227. The phone lines have been jammed throughout the whole thing. Jams like jammed like a pack of hemorrhoids, as we say. Yes, that's what's happening here. I think we uh, have Rub our. Dirt in my ass, Nick. I think we got our next guest ready to rock and roll here. It's my man. Okay, one of the greatest athletes uh, in the world today. And if you don't know him, his name is Paul Rabel. Uh, what's up, my man? How you doing? What's up, brother? How are you? Good, buddy. Listen, man. So some people don't realize. I had to smarten some of these people up, bro. They, 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 they know the athlete you are. They know the great lacrosse player you've been your whole career. They, they know like all the insane stuff that you do with your YouTube channel, all this cool stuff you do. But they don't know how much of a legitimate wrestling fan and wrestling aficionado that you truly are. Man, I love the business. You and I have had, have gone long in several conversations. This is my second time on your show. I appreciate you having me. But uh, it, it was like, you know, we're a lot of times a product of the households that we were brought up in, you know. Yeah. And, and had I had some folks that maybe that, that, that were also wrestling lovers like I was and said, hey, Paul, maybe that's something you can pursue, I got to tell you, man, I probably would have done it. I felt like it was a, I just felt like it was something that was for me, my source of entertainment. It was like my hobby had a ton of energy around it. And then I, and then I, you know, I decided to go long in, in a team sport like lacrosse. Yeah, but dude, um, hold on. Listen, you did pretty well. You're doing pretty well. Look, you go to you Johns know. Hopkins, you tear it up. <laughs> you get a degree from Hopkins. You're an insane right. athlete. You're a pro athlete with the New York Lizards. All success you have with the Cannons. Team USA. Come on, dude. You want to get in and do what I do? What are you nuts? Get out of here. You're crazy. I wouldn't let hey, that happen. man. <laughs> Look, we saw we saw Goldberg tonight. Yeah. I think had 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 Goldberg during his prime wrestled in the social media era that we're in now, the place uh, it would have just been total <laughs> different news. People, a lot of people forget that that he not only played in the NFL. But contributed, yeah. And then he 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 crossed over so well. That type of crossover stuff. I mean, we see it kind of in contrast or in reverse engineering through what Rock's done, crossed over yeah. from wrestling to entertainment. But NFL and then the legendary career he had in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I did you? What did you? What, so you you saw Survivor Series, I'm sure, right yeah, now. Yeah. So just give me your your you know what did you like? What didn't you like? And got the ending. I, what did you think of that? Because that that whole yeah, 93 not. second thing was I never I didn't see that coming. I've been around 30 years in the business. That yeah. caught me by surprise. Yeah, yeah. So I got to say, one of my favorite guests that you have on is Jr. Yeah. And he likes he's he's always detailed in in his kind of rundowns on how shows went so i took some notes as i was watching because i knew i was going to come on your show yes uh so i'll go top to bottom here from kind of beginning to end i first got to give a shout out to kane mm. in his 18th survivor series that's just <laughs> insanely that impressive nuts. that's nuts yeah yeah i think i think charlotte is as physically dominant as china was mm. um I love the Cesaro Sheamus gimmick right now. Me too. It's working, yep. and I think Cesaro is one of the best wrestlers in ring. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Dude, that hate... swing that he did to uh, was it Jordan? Uh, that yep. uh, no, that Jordan was the other guy. Someone, the long one. He did a real long one to one of the guys. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Holy crap! That that yeah, was getting dizzy watching. <laughs> right, right. I hate I hate roll up victories, especially mm. when it's Miz. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think obviously Shane O'Mac still got it. The, the the thing that worried me there, what happened with yeah. that kind of kick out mm. botch TKO? 
Well, I don't know. Um, Listen, I don't know if it was a kick out. I think he got his bell rung badly, and I don't think his shoulders were down, and hence why the ref didn't count. I, I don't. I, I couldn't tell if he kicked out. I was more looking at his head. So if he did try to, I think Paul, his shoulder was up. That's what I think it, happened. And right. He, yeah. So you know. what happened was I have a buddy who was first row in Toronto, and he actually he was Snapchatting that last spear. So while while WWE didn't go back to it on the feed. He was closed in on it, and right on, like, I think he caught, he caught everyone, including the ref off guard, and you're right, he may have done it because he was stunned. Yeah. But yeah. his right shoulder just kind of lifted and covered over his face. Yeah. So everyone kind of stopped and was, what's going on there? And so. Well, look, uh, I've, been, I've been knocked out. I'm sure in your sport in lacrosse, not only you've been concussed, I'm sure you've been knocked out or got hit with a ball or got hit by somebody. And you know when that happens, bro, right? Your motor skills kind of change. Right. You, you can't explain that feeling unless it's happened to you. Mm-hmm. you, know? you know? Yeah, I think they should have. And, and that's why you would have been great uh, on the commentary. Thank right you. There. Thank you very you much. Know? Yeah, Because I, I, I just don't like sometimes when, when there's an unknown, they just don't address it. And I know that's kind of one of Vince's rules. Sometimes. Uh, no, no. If, if, you're, you're, you're half right. Vince's rules all that. But you move on. But but I do think that he also, if you have something legitimate to say, like what you analyze, like what you're analyzing, what you think happened, for, and speak on the experience, I think he's down with that. I've done it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, moving on, I think Rollins is, is the best package in the business. I've said that before. Yeah. Super impressive. The, the Shield got a huge pop. Yep. I think long-term, that might be the resolution for the Roman problem. Could be. WWE Could be. Has. Could be. Yeah, I uh, Goldberg's class, obviously, and I'll pause there. But I was way off with my prediction. I thought, and that's kind of what I the 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 other disappointment that I have is is not seeing Taker. I thought they were going to perhaps tee up another rematch at Mania with Brock and Taker had he stepped in because he referenced it on SmackDown, mm. had not wanting to be defined by WrestleMania anymore. And uh, well, you know so what is rape, rapes. My, r- Paul, my opinion is the reason why Taker did that on that 900 SmackDown is he had to. You got to realize, bro. Heyman has been in character, has been punking out, you know, Taker for like what a year. Yeah. And, and Taker's <laughs> had no comeback because he has no mic in front of him. So he yeah. had to address it. I, I that's why. That's why I think. Man, I might be wrong. Maybe they're, they're going to yeah. go somewhere with that. I don't know. No, you're definitely right. I, I think I was I was hoping that, that I was going to see probably a longer match because those were that was it was a super match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I was I was probably dumbfounded. And that's when I started hopping on my phone and watching old Goldberg highlights in the NFL to make me feel at ease with you know taking down the super freak athlete Brock. Right? Yeah. Got it. Like you just can't. I mean, the guy is just. Is a freak. No, he's not gonna... normal. I, I've trained, dude. I've trained with him years ago. It, when yeah. he was even younger, he, he trust me. You just can't hang with the guy in the gym. He's a freak. So, and, and, and I thought it was weird too that they didn't even give him a kick out. Mm. That's you what know? I think, Paul. What I think they were doing, I think they really wanted to go with a shock and awe thing, just like they did with Orton versus Brock when Brock shot on him, at, whatever the hell happened there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. last show, you know what I'm saying? So I think I was at that one. I was would... at SummerSlam. Okay, yeah. And and he gave him real blows. Yeah. I, I mean that was I, I was right there, and he gave him two or three real good shots to the back of the head, and then mm. he started turning over forearms. Yeah. Mm. He took his glove off for that one. I I, I was. I was standing there, and I looked over the person next to me. I was like, 
those are real shots. Those those ones did some real damage. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and I think that that's what WWE is doing a little bit here with these bigger events. They want to get people talking and shock everyone. Look, everybody and their mother, including me, thought that Lesnar was going to just win this match, and 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 we'd see you know we'd see Goldberg go bye bye. You know, but uh uh-uh. uh, now it's announced that that now Goldberg is going to be in in uh, in uh, the Royal Rumble. So you know, yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. You know, crazy. Yeah, man. So look, what's going on with you, man? I know you got some stuff going on. Anything you want to plug? Uh, I know you have stuff. But you don't want to, maybe you don't want to talk about it yet. It's up to you. You got some time. Go yeah. For it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you I appreciate the the compliment you gave me. When I came on. I mean, I'm I'm really active on social. My handle's at Paul Rabel. R A B I L. Rabel like table. A lot of people call me Rabble. <laughs> Um, paulrabel.com like you said you and I have been rapping Taz you've been helping me out fleshing out a podcast idea that I have that I'm working on bringing other world class athletes and doing one on one interviews about athlete brand business yep. and uh, as we've seen so many athletes now cross over um, to the business world as entrepreneurs whether they're investing in startups or, or operating their own businesses or building brands. So I think it's an interesting concept um, that, that hasn't been explored. And as you know, and, and the vibes that we get, it, 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 there's a level of comfortability when an athlete is communicating with another athlete. Yes. Um, and, and so I think that's kind of the, the secret sauce that we're going after. But that's exciting. We're going to start filming. Obviously, I told you I'd love to, uh, to have you as a guest. And, Absolutely. And then probably drop those in the spring. Cool. Uh, when all the eyeballs are on the cross. Yeah, man. Well, look, I knew I could help you. You know I'm going to, brother. So uh, I appreciate you jumping on, dude. And I think some of my audience and true wrestling fans that weren't aware of you, like, oh, not only can that dude Rabel sling the cross ball about 7,000 <laughs> miles an hour, okay, but he knows a little bit about the biz. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you came out here and talked a little bit. You got it. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Paul. Thanks, bro. See you, man. So there you go. Paul Rabel knows his stuff. And, dude, I'm telling you, you got to see this guy play lacrosse. <laughs> he is a – just picture, like, a guy that's 6'5", you know, two – I don't know. He's probably, like, 230 ripped uh, with these long arms and legs that's tough as nails and just will just run you over, take a lacrosse stick and ball, and throw it about 7,000 miles an hour. He is just an animal. Plays for the New York Lizards and uh, – on Team USA, so he's just a beast. So uh, I'm glad he come on here. And now some people are like, oh, all right, that dude Rabel, that lacrosse guy knows his stuff. <laughs> I see. So I'm going to have time uh, on the other side of the break in a little while. I'm going to break in a second or two here. But uh, on the other side of the break, going to talk more, get deeper into Survivor Series, a reaction. Uh, also, Mike Johnson coming up later on at, uh, at the top of the hour around 1 a.m. Eastern. Uh, going to get his thoughts and opinions on this whole thing. And going to get to some phone calls. A lot of you people want to talk about Survivor Series, and this is the place to do it right here on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. So uh, it's going to be awesome. So, look, uh, with that being said, I'll get into talking about the other matches uh, because I have some thoughts and opinions on all of them besides just the female match that I had a chance to talk about. And I'm kind of behind schedule. So, Taz Show, CBS Sports Radio, taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. We're back here at Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Special, uh, special, dim, uh, special, how am I doing? Special edition gimmick. Uh, doing a, Doing a little Survivor. 
Survivor Series, uh, chatting a little bit here and there, and the shocking moment how this show ended was sheesh, everybody and their mother. Everybody and their mother is talking about, oh my God, Goldberg just buzzed in 93 seconds right through, right through Brock Lesnar. What are you nuts? I understand it's insane. I got it. Hence why it probably happened, because everybody's going to talk about it (laughs) for a while. This was a shocking situation, to say the least. We got here Kevin in California on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Taz, brother. How you doing tonight? What's up, my friend? How's it going? Look, any other time, Taz, when I call your show, first and foremost, thank you again for always doing the great, terrific show that you always do day in, day out. Viking Rob, you too. You're doing great. Hang in there. I like how he, he, Kevin said, hang in there. That means you've kind of been sucking. That's what he's saying. Yeah, always, every that, day. No, that's no, what he means. Rob, he's yeah. cool with me. I'm cool, I'm cool with Viking Rob. I like the guy a lot. Well, thanks, man. Well, you're the one. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> What's going on? No, but I just want to say, first and foremost, Taz, again, thank you for the great shows you've always been doing, especially tonight. I really appreciate you taking time out of your personal life to come out here with Viking Rob and do this great three-hour show. Thank you, Taz. Thank, thank you. Me. Thanks, Kev. So what do you want to talk about? What's up? Goldberg versus Lesnar. Any other time I could sit here and talk as an intelligent, more educated fan, but right now I'm speaking as just a pure fan from back when I was a kid, first started watching professional wrestling in 85. I just love the fact that Goldberg came in as the face, went in there and kicked down and put down the heel and Brock Lesnar against Paul Heyman. I don't want to sit there and overanalyze and say, oh, booking this and how they invested in Lesnar, that. I can understand how people want to talk about it from that standpoint, but I just love it from that pure wrestling fan standpoint where you just go in there, you spend disbelief, you just enjoy the show, and I love it. And also, if I got to talk about it from a sporting aspect, it's reminiscent to me, I don't know if this caught your attention too, Taz, but how the match went down, how quick it ended, how Goldberg went over, is reminiscent of like back when Mike Tyson used to dominate as world heavyweight <laughs> champion in boxing. When boxing it's funny you said that, Kev, because I was in... Um, I was in the, uh, the newsroom watching this here at CBS Sports Radio, and I was watching what happened with, uh, with um, you know, the goldberg uh, Lesnar stuff. And thank you for calling, Kev. I appreciate your great call all the time. And I mentioned to someone about, it reminded me of watching a Mike Tyson fight. You know, I, and that's how quick it happened. You'd wait to see Tyson fight, and next thing you know, he was knocking fools out in like two, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, you were a little pissed off. You spent a bunch of money, and next thing you know, it's like, boom, the fight's over. But, you know, it was Mike Tyson. He was an attraction. Now, I've always said Les is the attraction. Next thing you know, now, now, we got, now we got Goldberg's an attraction. It's like my man's back. You know, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, like I'm saying, I think that they're going to go, you, you got to have somewhere, somehow, and obviously it's going to be after the Royal Rumble or at the Royal Rumble because it's been announced that, that you know, Goldberg is inked, as they're saying, to compete in the Royal Rumble. So the plot thickens as the uh, expression goes. Hey, James in Boston, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Hey, what's shaking, Taz? How you doing, brother? What's up, bro? What's going on? Talk to me. Okay, listen, I would, you know, today was going to be a good day. Brady wins. Oh, stop, Brady. Survivors. Hold on. Wait, you said said Brady, right? Hold on. You said Patriots Brady, right? 
Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? You know I do not ever want to hear about the Patriots and Tom Brady. Why? Stop it. Stop. 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 Uh, Continue, Mr. Boston James. Go ahead. Survivor Series started. It's doing really well. And then the main event. I would rather be a Cleveland Browns fan and watch the first three episodes the first three episodes of Star Wars. Wow, that's just that's not right to Cleveland. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's a typical Patriot fan taking shots at everybody on the way up. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. So I gather you didn't like the finish. I understand. I didn't. (laughs) You know, you could have had that squash match on Raw. You did not have to do that on Survivor Series. If it was 10 minutes or 15 minutes and he won, that would have been perfectly fine. Let that me give you a different – let me give – James, let me give you a different point of view. If you would have did it on Raw, people would have talked about it. But you know what? Not as much as this. Okay, not as much as this. And guess what? I bet you the WWE sells a plethora of those video games now – with, with Goldberg on that cover. A plethora. And thank Buy you for calling. Thank you for calling, James. I appreciate it. I'm telling you right now. So, smart business right there. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I agree, you know, with a guy like Brock, your your resident badass, your resident killing machine going down like that. No, I'm not I'm not saying I agree with that. No, I'm not. But you know what? I see the business side of it. I understand, as I keep using the only words, two words I can think of is shock and awe, because that's what it is. I can see all that. I get all that. I understand all that. I really do. Seriously. Hey, uh, Dennis in New York, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz. How's it going? Good, buddy. Talk to me. I got a question about uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, during the five-on-five uh, five match, they were talking about this being the Battle of the Bulge. And yeah. I think Otonga said, and I'm not talking about Kevin Owens' stomach. Yeah, I heard Why? Him. Yeah. Why do they find it necessary to make comments about their main champion on Raw like that? Well, I'll, I'll do you better. I don't understand not just that because I heard that. Now, in defense to Otunga, you don't know if that was fed to him, right? But but in defense to Otunga, Dennis, you know, how about this? You know, he, he, he Kevin Owens was eliminated out of that match very early. Him and Jericho, like Owens, way too early where AJ, I think, stayed just about the whole thing. You got to have your champ, your universal champ from Raw. I think that dude's got to stay in there a lot longer than he did. But I do get your drift, Dennis. I, I totally understand. And I don't disagree. Thank you for calling. I understand his point. I totally understand his point. I don't think. I don't think you. You know. I, look, that's who Kevin Owens is. He looks like that ballroom brawler. He's not the well kept, manicured guy who's got the clean shaven with the sculpted body. And I think that's what the WWE wants. Because that's who Kevin is, you know. So, you know, they're obviously they're obviously embracing it to a degree because he is a top guy. He is the universal champ. I'm just a little perplexed that he was eliminated as quick as he was eliminated. I, I don't, I, just, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. I don't. Way too early, KO was eliminated. Way, way too early. I'm telling you right now, and they had a lot of time in this match. I mean. They put this match was long. That five on five uh, men's match, Raw versus SmackDown, it was really awesome. You know, there was no doubt about that. It really was. But it just, I don't understand that. I just don't. I, I don't understand why. You know, why we're not. You know, embracing the champion better and pushing him better, like you're doing with AJ. And I'm happy for AJ. It's well deserved. There's no doubt about it. 
Hey, Chris in Boston, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Taz, what's going on, man? What's up, big guy? Talk to me. Uh, well, I wanted to put you over and then comment on Survivor Series. Yes, sir, go for it. First of all, man, I, I love everything you do with the Taz Show. I love the Taz Show. I'm a first-time, long-time. Oh, oh, okay. Ow! Got it. What's up, buddy? <laughs> and I wanted to put you over for all your work in ECW, man. You're one of my favorites in ECW. The matches that you and Sabu would have in ECW were probably some of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. So well, thank you. I really wanted to put you over for that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And uh, with Survivor Series, I, I like the ending, actually. I like the fact that Brock got his ass kicked. I think it's well-deserved, to okay. be honest with you. Well, no, I understand. Um, you know, I, I, it's nice to hear someone have that point of view. I, I, I feel you. I hear you. I think I think the way he's dominated most of the talent in, in WWE, it's nice to see someone come in and, and, and whoop his ass and 90 seconds. It was right. really good to see. Right. Well, you know what? I, I, I understand. I mean, it, it was uh, shocking, and thank you again for calling. And, and and you're happy that that happened to him. I get it. I mean, you got to say, that's Brock the character who's buzzing through people like that. You know what I mean? So that's just the way, you know, that's just what the hand he's dealt. It happens to be a positive hand if you're him. I mean, you get the buzz through, guys. And the guy is credible enough to do it, Brock. We know that. So, uh, so that's a deal. Hey, we got to go to break here. Let's start a break. I'll get deeper into Survivor Series. I promise you, it's just the phones have been jamming. We've got Mike Johnson coming up at the top of the hour. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hi, right, we're back here on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio, this special edition of the Taz Show. I'm here until about 2 a.m. with you guys talking Survivor Series and all this stuff. Hey, uh, I got Mike Johnson coming up at the top of the hour, but check this out right here. When it comes to vehicle safety, having poor visibility is a risk not worth taking. Visit an O'Reilly Auto Parts store during the See Better Drive Safer sale to find deals on your name brand headlights, wiper blades, and everything you need to help you see O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So, again, we got a lot of people calling the show. I'm doing my best to get to you guys. I want to get into a little bit more into depth of um, – I, I talked a little bit about the – the first match, the female, the women's match, the uh, five-on-five deal. Uh, but the thing with it, I, I, which I thought was interesting, was Raw won. I think I might have predicted that. And and uh, and I think I did predict that, didn't I? Yes, I did. Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, yes, you yes, did. Yes, thanks. Thanks for chipping in. I appreciate that. Yeah, so um, yeah, what happens is, uh, you know, uh, Raw wins. Becky, uh, well, interesting thing, though. Interesting thing to me, though, during the match, I like that they built Nia, uh, Nia Jax as the beast, uh, as a beast, meaning just a killing machine in there, bigger than all the other girls, all the stuff, and athletic as she is. Uh, but I, I was very surprised, happily, that Becky made Nia tap out. I think you got to be careful with someone like Nia having her tap at any time. I just think because that could kill a little bit of her, that 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 aura about her, that she's just you know invincible and all this stuff. I mean, sometimes a pinfall might be better. I don't know if I'd have her tap, but it helps Becky. Becky is the women's champ over there on SmackDown, so she's credible as heck anyway. Uh, Raw wins, uh, and Charlotte and Bailey were the last two uh, ladies standing for Raw. And out of nowhere, which I love this, Charlotte just got massive heat, just attacked Bailey, and Charlotte Flair just beat the living daylights out of this poor girl, Bailey. So I think we're going to get a steady diet of this angle between Charlotte and and Bailey, and I like it a lot. I think it's good stuff, good business. 
I enjoyed that very much. Uh, then we saw the Intercontinental Championship match, uh, The Miz and Sami Zayn, you know, and we saw Michael Cole and Saxon on the uh, Raw side for the announcing, and JBL and I believe it was Otunga on the SmackDown side. And this is what I said with the announcers. I started getting like, oh, who's announcing what? I, I'm like, okay, they're going to change up Jones. I got it. Okay, it was a little confusing, but I, then I started catching on. <laughs> it was a real, just a different uh, breakdown of announcers throughout every match almost. Three-man team, four-man team, two-man team. It was everything. I, I don't know. It was just, it was, I don't know if I liked it or not. I liked it, but I didn't like it. I, I was confused. I, I don't know what, I don't know what I was. It just, I think it's good, but maybe it wasn't. I don't really know. It could have been. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not sure. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. But regardless, uh, I, I did like the fact, though, uh, even though this wasn't a five-on-five uh, -five match or something like that or a tag team gimmick, where Sammy was, Sammy Zayn was wearing red and black, and the Miz was wearing, I think, like a navy blue, and Maurice was wearing like black and blue. They were wearing the colors, colors representing their brand. I guess they're not going to go the route where I was suggesting where Miz kind of wears red a lot here and there, and he's teasing that he wants to leave and all this jazz. Um, that didn't happen uh, at all. But um, you know, both guys uh, towards the end of the match were working a leg into a figure four, which is a little tough. It gets cumbersome when you're working legs. You know, it's tough. Uh, you're big guys, and you're, you're working leg locks. It's a little bit tough. Uh, but but they pulled it off. It was a little bit of a, a funky uh, finish a little bit where Maurice rang the bell, and, and, and you know, uh, Sammy thought he won, and, and Miz capitalizes with a big roll-up and gets the win. I was surprised they did that kind of a, a funky finish like that. But you know what? Miz won, um, and, and so the IC title staying on SmackDown. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think that works for me, uh, for sure. Hey, uh, Philip in California, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, what's up, Taz? Uh, hey, I, up? I had a fun time watching Survivor Series. I think uh, when the Shield, uh, when Dean Ambrose got eliminated and then he came back out yeah. and he helped out Roman Reigns and Rollins, uh, they did the Shield powerbomb yeah. on AJ Styles. That was a great thing. Shocking. I, I thought, hey, that was shocking. It was a shocking moment. Yeah, and then uh, also I liked when uh, Brock Lesnar he got his today. <laughs> I, I like how Goldberg. I was always a big Goldberg fan going back to WCW. Going Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. Yeah, I do that sometimes at the house. Goldberg, thank you for calling, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, that's a fellow there who enjoyed the show, and and that that's that's awesome. Sometimes I run around the house and do the Goldberg chant. Sometimes I do. Probably do. Nah, not really. You ever do the Goldberg chant? No. No? No. Why wouldn't you? I could pitch you doing a Goldberg chant. If I'm going to chant the Jewish last name, it's going to be mine. No one cares. Got it. So anyway, uh, so then we got a yeah, tag team uh, 10 on 10 elimination match, which they went into, which was Team Raw, okay, versus Team SmackDown. And it was... Uh, look, this is tough. This is an ambitious thing. You got a lot of bodies. You got a lot... Everybody's wearing... You know... They, they tried to stay in that color thing with the red and the blue. Um, I, I Both teams wore T-shirts in this thing. I think that made sense because it was just too many bodies. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, they put this, whoever the agent was and the wrestlers, they put together something pretty cool. I actually enjoyed this. I thought this was going to be a cluster F, as they say, but it wasn't. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought once some of the teams were out and eliminated, uh, we saw this thing settle into something pretty cool stuff. Big, huge dives by most of these guys during this match. 
Really good match. Hard to do this, guys, with this many bodies in the ring. It's very hard to be this physical with this many bodies in the ring. So I, I, I just think that um, I like that the Usos, uh, it came down to the Usos versus uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. I like the Usos getting this type of a push, even though they did not win. Okay, even though, uh, you know, uh, Team Raw won, Cesaro won for his team, for him and uh, uh, Sheamus. I like it. I like the Usos getting that push to get to the end. I do. They've earned it. They deserve it. Um, I like this heel look they have going on, the Usos. I think they should do more with the Usos. I personally, personally, uh, my personal opinion, I should say, I do. Um, but you know what? Cesaro and, and Sheamus, I mean, that team is really rapidly growing on me. So uh, they said something where Mick and Stephanie backstage. Do you have anything on that, uh, Viking? Do you remember what was said? They was said something. Maybe. Yes. Uh, they said because Sheamus and Cesaro won the match tonight for Team Raw, tomorrow night on Raw, they're going to get a shot at the tag belts against New Day. I wonder as you speak if someone else who's behind the glass, as they say in this cliche radio world, and uh, that's uh, that's our friend Dennis Jones is in the house. Timber! Yes, uh, Big Dennis. Uh, you know, I don't think people realize that you're in the studio while the Vikings here. Do you feel like running through the glass and punching him right in his face? I'm going to climb through, grab him Kurt Angle style, and suplex him through the glass like he's Shane McMahon. I, I think you're going back in what time. What are you nuts? I think that would be awesome. It'd be a loud, just a kaboom. It would just be like crazy. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Copycat Jones right there. So, Dennis, it's good to have you to see you and hear your voice. I, that's great. I've missed you dearly. I miss you, my friend. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm Another looking... tender moment. Oh, listen. Listen. Look at this guy. Jealous Jones. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's literally in between us right listen, now. Listen, I'm talking to Dennis. You get to talk to me every day for at least the next couple of weeks. Okay? I told you, son. Don't buy rent. I told you that. Yes. Come on. Don't interrupt me talking to my friend Dennis Jones. What is wrong with you? He's just trying to talk to me. God, Robbie. Tension. Producer tension. I'm always wrong. And we got Joe over there. Joe's also, Joe's sitting there loving his. Joe, Packers, not his Packers. Joe, stop. Joe, you want nothing to do with this, but you love it. I love it. This is entertainment right here. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. It is entertainment. Oh, you guys are nuts. Hey, who we got? Stan in New York. You're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Tess, third time, long time. Right? Oh, yeah. look at this guy. I can't give you nothing on that, bro. How you doing? What's up? Talk to me. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Uh, before I get into my uh, question for you, I just wanted to tell you that your your sound um, your sound store downstairs <laughs> made me a lifetime fan of the Mike Francesas. Who? Who? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whoever's, whoever's, whoever's downstairs uh, working there. But anyway. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Go- I got you. All right, so go ahead. <laughs> Um, I just want to know, if did you think it was a little bit of a double turn Jones between Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles tonight? The, the, let me tell you, the Dean thing, I saw people on Twitter before it happened, like, oh, this guy's going to turn, it's going to turn. I had something going on while I was watching it. I was watching like three quarters of it, and I'm like, this Dean Ambrose, yeah, it turned. I, yeah, it, it, uh, it caught me by a little bit of surprise. I, I, I like it. I like it. I, we'll see where they go with it. I mean, uh, on SmackDown and stuff, it's... They got a lot they could do. They got a lot of op- openings to do certain things there. Thank you for calling, brother. I appreciate it. They got a lot of things they could do there with Ambrose, uh, Sh- um, um, AJ, and all that stuff. It was uh, it was interesting. Double turn Jones for sure. It was definitely interesting. 
Um, they opened up a lot of doors tonight for, from a creative standpoint where they go tomorrow night. I think it makes Raw and SmackDown something that I know I want to watch this week because I want to see how they're going to tie things together in these stories. You know what I mean? I think it's good stuff, that part. Look, the ending was definitely funky. You know what I mean? I mean, I thought the, the rest of the show was solid, uh, more than solid. Uh, I, I did. I, I just talked about the 10 on 10 elimination gimmick. Uh, you know, Raw won that deal there. They were painting this picture throughout the show that, oh, my God, you know, Raw's winning everything in essence. Like, SmackDown's not winning nothing. And you heard that the announcers tell that story and JBL getting upset. And I think that's good. He should get upset. He's passionate. He cares about in character. He cares about, you know, the, the, the whole brand thing. And, you know, it should be competitive. That stuff works right there. Hey, Colin, in the steel city of Pittsburgh, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, good evening, everyone. How's it going? Good, my friend. Talk to me. Ah, not too much. Uh, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on, do you think it was worth it having Shane in the match after seeing what happened to him tonight? Seeing he, he looked like he took a pretty hard bump tonight. He took a bad bump, Colin. I mean, his head really whiplash bad. To, to answer your question succinctly, I, I do think it was worth it. Shane's a grown man, right? He's a tough guy, big guy. He's We've seen him take some crazy bumps in that match. We saw him do the big dive off the top on the elbow on Braun Strowman, you know, through the announce desk, you know. Um, look, bro, Colin, to your point, whenever someone gets hurt or banged up, we always second-guess ourselves in the wrestling business because it's a work, right? It's entertainment as opposed to real sport. I get your drift on that. I, 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 I know Shane. I, I don't talk to the guy all the time, but... I know his competitiveness, Colin, and I, I bet you dolls the donuts. He wanted to be in that match. He probably told his, his dad that. You know what I mean? That's that's what I think on that. And and uh, you know, seriously, and thank you for calling, Colin. I appreciate it. You know, and, and you don't want to see no one get hurt, obviously. But you know, uh, that that was a, a tough bump I talked about. You know, and Roman Reigns, he brought it. He gave him that spear when 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 uh, Shane came off the ropes there. You know, for boom, and nailed him. I mean, you gotta. But you know. Uh, like I said before with Shane, you're not when you're not in the ring all the time, and your body doesn't build up that rigidness, and your timing's off a little bit. You know, you, you sometimes got to be careful with doing some crazy spots. But to answer Colin's point or question, no, no, I don't. Um, you know, I don't think it's. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's something that, that anybody regrets. I mean, look, I, I remember like during that ten man tag match, American Alpha, they did. I think to one of the shining stars, they did like. Um, the big DDT off the top, like the when you put someone in your shoulders like a chicken fight and came off the top, that was just, a, that's an insane bump. Like, that's a nasty bump. So if someone's not working all the time, like one of the guys in the 10-man tag, like the Shining Stars, and you don't have, as I say, that rigidness, that toughness to your body from all the, all the time working every day, all that jazz, you know what I mean? Like, that stuff is going to, you're going to feel that more if you're not, and you could get hurt more. These guys are training, and they're in the ring all the time. So, hey, uh, Fitzy in Boston, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, Taz, man. I haven't been a real fan for 15 years. Mm, really? I love that ending. See that? Now, that's interesting. Tell me what you loved. I, I want to I ask you the question. What did you love? Was it the, 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 the shock and all? Absolutely. I can see Goldberg going on a major run. I don't mm. think it'll be too long. I wouldn't be surprised if he's champion at WrestleMania. That I disagree with. I don't think they'll make him champion at all, Fitzy. That I don't agree with. But I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I don't think they would do that. I don't think he's going to go on a road all the time. You know, if you're the champion, you got to work all the time. You know what I mean? But uh, but I definitely agree with you, dude, that, that it was. Uh, I was a little disappointed that it ended so quick, but I like the shock factor. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Definitely. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you, bro. I hear you. And, th and thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, man, I mean, 
some people were here, and I, I, I'm surprised because some people actually like the finish. And I, I thought we were going to get a, a just a ton of people that were hating on it. Uh, Andrew, New Jersey, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up? Taz, how you doing, brother? How's everything? Good, man. Talk to me. Taz, I, I personally, I love the finish, man. I thought it was great. I think for the people that are criticizing it, on one end of the spectrum, you have a WrestleMania 20, right? A 15-minute match is just going to be Brock suplexing him a bunch of times. Hmm. It's going to be drawn out. You could have the exact same finish, but you give me 15 minutes of stuff in between, it's not going to have the same effect. Hmm. It's not going to have that impact. And I don't think Brock's booking has really hurt that much going forward. You nah. built him up. You can have Brock come out on Raw, demolish somebody, or the next big match he has with somebody, he goes back to killing them, and they can sort of play it off like a fluke. And I don't think... Anyone's going to question it if you have him go right back to wrecking machine. I oh, understand. absolutely! No, no, Andrew. You know? I, Andrew, you're right, and I agree. And that's you what know? I was thinking. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna, they're going to go to the route, Andrew. What, and thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate. It. They're going to go to route, Andrew. Of uh, this is my prediction. Of hey, uh, this guy uh, Brock Lesnar beats and destroys everybody, but this cat here Goldberg has his number. He's in Brock's head. If I'm Vince McMahon or I'm an announcer there, that's the story I'm telling as long as my boss is cool with it. But, <laughs> no, but that's seriously, that's like, that's that's where you got to go. And and to Andrew's point, I just called the show here, you know, you have him come out tomorrow on Raw in just a, you could start Raw for a match or whatever and just have him come out and completely annihilate whomever whoever is out there. Completely guzzle them and just have Heyman trying to calm him down, have legitimate cops there in Toronto because they're going to be at the Air Canada Center again in Toronto, have legit cops there trying to stop him, have them lock him up, have him cuff him, have him something, mace him, do something. Have him go freaking nuts. Don't let him disappear, in my opinion. That's how I would go. You know what I mean? I am surprised about how many people are liking this, though, this ending. All right, so on that note, other side of break, uh, we will have uh, Mike Johnson with the PW Insider Report. I got a feeling Mike hated the ending of, of, of Survivor Series. Definitely. And we'll get to more calls, and I'll get to more breakdown of Survivor Series. Taz Show, uh, special gimmick right here. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. The one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him yeah. if you can. If he All right, here we go. Uh, one hour to go. Show's flying by here. Taz Show, special Survivor Series uh, reaction deal on CBS Sports Radio right here. We are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. We have Mike yet or not yet? Not yet. I no problem. Good. I don't want to talk to Mike Johnson yet anyway. We'll see where he's going. <laughs> I don't feel like talking about I have other things I want to talk about, like Survivor Series and a bunch of people calling the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Cruiserweight match I didn't get a chance to talk about yet. The Brian Kendrick against Kalisto. You know, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I was wrong on this deal here. I thought for sure, besides the ending with Brock and, and Goldberg shocking the daylights out of me and a bunch of people, this deal here shocked me. 
that, that, that Baron Corbin interfered, and there was no finish to the match. I was saying on my show for like a week and a half, whatever, Kalisto's going to win. He's taking a, the, the Cruiserweight title of SmackDown. He's going to win. 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 No. Well, I was wrong. So uh, that did happen. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say that. Yeah, I was wrong on that one also. Uh, no, no, Jones. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, what happens is Baron Corbin basically ran in and just, you know, beat up Kalisto. Just shocked. It just destroyed the whole deal. And, and look, anything Baron Corbin, I'm in. I'm a big fan of Corbin, as you guys know, that listen or watch my show every day. No, I'm a big supporter of Baron Corbin. So I was cool with that. But, you know, I like that Baron had a presence on the show. I was just surprised there was a little finish to this thing. More importantly, I was surprised that Kalisto did not win that that freaking, uh, you know, SmackDown champion. Uh, that, I'm sorry, that Cruiserweight championship. Because now with the 205 Live, that's going to be on shot in the same building live right as SmackDown shot and whole deal. Like, I, you know, now what are you going to do here? You're going to have talent on Raw? They got to sit around? Like, what's the deal? I'm a little... Unless they're going to do something else on SmackDown with this, I don't know. I, I think I think I think we got to wait and see what happens with it. I think we have uh, we have my man Mike Johnson on uh, a quasi PW uh, insider report. Mike Johnson, what's going on, my friend? Best pay per view main event ever. Well, what did you you mean being you being sarcastic? Or you being serious? It was amazing. What are you talking about? Bill Goldberg promised an ass kicking, and he delivered one. Okay, well, listen to me, sir. I thought for sure. <laughs> You don't. You didn't like. No, no, look, you're trying to be funny, Mike. Listen, leave the bad humor to me, okay? Please. Yes. All right, okay, I will leave the bad humor to you. Listen, How are you, my friend? I, I'm good. I'm good. For those that know, this is Mike Johnson. Okay, he's the most esteemed reporter in the damn wrestling business. Been covering the business for about six thousand years. Okay, and and the guy knows his stuff. He's got insiders. He's got outsiders. He's on the PW Insider. All that stuff. But listen to me, okay? Did you like it or not? Seriously, shoot with me. I think I'm. I was more shocked that they did this. I still haven't formulated a complete opinion. I think if they they were trying to get people talking, they did a great job of that. That's what I said. Yeah. And and, and you know we're we're building up towards the end of the year. We're starting to head towards WrestleMania, and you know, I think anybody who kind of expected a fifteen twenty five minute match that was going to be long and drawn out, they were probably deluding themselves, myself included, because I expected a much longer match than we got. Uh, hold me interrupt you, Mike. I didn't expect a long match. When I saw the clock, I was like, well, something's up here. And I was telling guys here behind the scenes that work at CBS Sports Radio and WFAN, like, yo, listen, look, Goldberg, as good of shape as he in and all that, he's not in ring shape. This guy, is. it's going to be hard for him to go out there and work for 20, 25 minutes. You know, he's going to blow up. He he was pretty much telling everybody when he was doing media that he hadn't been in the ring. He was training, but he wasn't in the ring. Mm. So I was like, all right. And, and, you know, he had knee surgery over the summer on both his knees. Right. And he acknowledged uh, in an interview earlier this week that he had banged, he had tweaked his shoulder. Right. That's how he defined it yep. in the segment on Raw. So all those things, you kind of go, all right, well, let's see what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, they kept making the point of, you know, he wanted to be a superhero. Well, superheroes win in the end. Mm. So mm. I, I think, uh, you know, if it's me, they shocked everybody. They got everybody talking. If the raw rating goes up because people are interested and they're talking about it, yeah. then they've got a short-term positive. The long-term negative is Brock Lesnar has walked through everybody in that company, including destroying the Undertaker streak. And, you know, that's a lot of momentum, and that's a big aura that he has for, around himself. And to have Bill Goldberg, 50-year-old Bill Goldberg, take him out, 
you know, is the upside better than saying have someone like Cesaro beat him out of nowhere and well, shock the world uh, 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 and make a bigger name? I, I don't know. I know you're asking. I know. I know. I know. Is. I know you're asking a rhetorical question, which I love answering rhetorical questions. That's kind of my gimmick. So, so the thing is this, bro. Like, I really believe that. Like, I just had a call around talking about this a second ago. I was talking with him about it. This does not hurt Lesnar at all. They could come back tomorrow night and have Lesnar just buzz saw through a match, like two or three guys, and just be unstoppable. I say have police there, have them get maced, have them get arrested, have them go absolutely ballistic. And I think what they're going to do, dude, is the story could be, look, Lesnar eats up everybody, but this guy, Goldberg, just happens to have his number. And and that's what I think they're going to do. I I... I'm I, I'm surprised, Mike. Uh, all the people that are calling this special, this show I'm doing right now, that actually love the finish. How about that? I'm shocked. I called that when uh you know I we recorded our our post show audio for PWInsider.com. Oh, uh, there's one plug. There all right, people, we got one. We're gonna get your plugs at the end. I'm okay. I'm not trying to get plugs. I'm just sitting Jeez. on the stage. And I said, I said, the more of a diehard fan that you are, that you watch everything explicitly and intimately the less likely you were going to be to have liked this moment. Mm. But the more of a casual fan or a lapsed fan who came back as, oh, Goldberg's back and this is cool, right. and remember WCW and all, he's back. The more of a casual fan, the more likely you were to like this because if you were coming back because you wanted to see Goldberg, you got Bill Goldberg in all his glory tonight. Mm, good point, good point. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I thought all in all, I mean, like, some of the matches were cool. I was just talking before I had you on. I was very surprised at what happened with the Cruiserweight match. I thought for sure Kalisto was going to win because of the consistency, the continuity they could have with travel and talent to have the the, the, the Cruiserweight title on SmackDown for 205 Live. And I was shocked that Corbin came in and there was no finish. I, I love Corbin. I'm a big mark for Corbin. But I was shocked at that. Yeah, I was too just because, you know, you've got the Cruiserweights. They're, they're, they're working out of Florida. They're going to work the NXT Live events. Then they're going to go to Raw, and then apparently they're going to have to go to the SmackDown tapings now because they're going to broadcast 205 Live after SmackDown goes off the air on Tuesday nights. Mm. That's a long week. Yeah. That's a long week for these guys. And I know they're younger, and they're all full of uh, pee and vinegar, as they say, and they're raring to go. Right. That's, still, that's a lot of time on the road. Well, yeah, but, you know, when you're young, you got to do it. And that's just some people are like, oh, come on, it's not fair to them. And I get your point, Mike. I do. I don't, I, I don't want to sound like a... A crotchety old grumpy wrestler because I'm not, but I I don't feel bad for them for that. I really don't because we've all done it. That's part of the, that's part of the business. But but what I do feel is just I don't think it's smart from a uh, the, for business. Like, meaning that I think it's what I was saying on my show last week. I just think it's it's really cool if you could shoot angles on SmackDown and use it as people to hook people to watch 205 Live right after SmackDown. Now you can't do that if you keep the title on Raw. I agree with you 100%. And you know what? Perhaps, uh, and I haven't heard this is the direction, perhaps we're going to see a rematch with Callisto and Kendrick on Raw or SmackDown this Correct. week. Correct. That could be. Yeah, that could definitely be, man. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I thought, I, I, like I said earlier, I really like the uh, men's 5-on-5 match. I thought the tag team match was going to be a cluster F, and it wasn't. They broke that down pretty good. No, I, I thought all the all three elimination matches were really entertaining. And, and let, let's call spade a spade. The, the true actual main event was the Raw versus SmackDown men's superstar match. That went like 70 minutes from ring entrances to the finish. 
and, and they had a lot of different little story arcs and a lot of little twists and turns in there. The little sh- the mini shield reunion, the stuff with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, uh, the Dean Ambrose AJ Styles stuff. There was a lot of stuff weaved into the tapestry of that match, and it, it, I, I thought it was an excellent and, and like it was one of those things where if you were a wrestling fan. And so you were trying to explain to somebody why do you like wrestling, and you care the most about the storylines and the twists and turns and the soap opera of the in-ring material, this would have been a great match to explain and kind of show them because there were so many different little elements that played into this, and it, and it played out over an hour. So well, it, was, it was a fun match to watch. Absolutely, and because I saw people like on social media saying, it might have been, Mike, like 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and here we go. The people are like, oh, my God, what the heck? This this thing is like it's 9.30 p.m. and we have two matches, only two matches left. And then once you figure out, I figured out real quick with the five-on-five Raw versus SmackDown deal. Listen, once you involve furniture, okay, where you're breaking tables and announce desks, you're doing stuff by the stage, and you're telling all these stories, that stuff takes a lot of time. And, you know, some people might have been upset with the run-ins and stuff. You know, Mike, you know this just as well as I because you, you covered ECW in its, in its prime, you know? For, for, you know, look, everybody loved ECW. ECW was great, and it was. It was amazing. It was the best time I've ever had professionally. But, you know, what people don't realize is we had <laughs> tons of breaking rules and run-ins, and Paul would come up with all these crazy things all the time. So, to me, some of these matches reminded me of that. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. And, you know what, you're, and because they're not done all the time, when they are done, it's a, it's it's there's more dramatic effect to it, and there's more of a longer lasting storyline effect. And I mean, just take like the Shield reunion, yeah, where security was trying to get Dean Ambrose out of the scene, and and Seth and Roman, who have not been on the same page at all yet, look at each other, and then there's that moment of all right, let's help our brother, even though we've all been estranged, right, right. And, right. and then they do the triple power bomb through the table. That was a cool moment. You could see people loved it, and they might continue that on, or they might move away from it, and then when they're all in the same place at the same time, it's a Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, they'll play off that again. And that, you know, that's one of the, the advantages of the brand extension is that you can do those little moments and then you don't have to immediately follow up on them because the talents are off in their own different directions. Yeah. I, I, you know, I even thought that the, the little bit towards the end where Randy Orton, quote-unquote, took the bullet for Bray Wyatt, to, to you know when that was a them. cool that was a cool spot dude that was done yeah. real and that was a timing misdirection spot that's not easy to do and that was really well done yeah and it solidified the idea that Randy Orton is loyal to and subservient to, to Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt which yeah. only makes Wyatt look like a bigger star absolutely absolutely no I agree totally I agree totally dude and uh, you know I noticed on Twitter uh, I don't know if you saw this or not Randy Orton tweeted somebody tweeted at him hey pretty sure I saw Randy Orton calming uh, Shane McMahon's kids while Shane was knocked out. Uh, Randy turned from heel to a face in real life, and Randy replied to this guy and said, I'm a father. I know what it's like to have your kids ringside when S, you know, stuff goes sideways. Uh, and and that's exactly what happened on that Shane McMahon bump. You know, he, his head really whiplashed, and yeah, hof- that, hopefully that he's okay. That was just, yeah. you know, we always talk about, and you know more than anybody because you've gotten hurt in the ring badly, timing is everything, and that one little millisecond of being off or you, your body being in the wrong position at the wrong time can lead to dangerous results. And I don't know if Shane came down faster than Roman planned or Roman jumped too late. I, I don't want to cast aspersions and blame anybody. It's just one of those things that happened. But you could see from the angle that Roman hit him and the angle they went down, Shane was not going to take that bump, take that hit the way that 
most wrestlers would intentionally take it. Yeah. And when yeah. he didn't kick up and the referee stopped the hand, I was like, all right, he's either got a concussion yeah. or he's, he's got the wind knocked out of him so bad he couldn't even communicate to anybody. Yeah, I think it was uh, – you know, look, I think his, he lifted – I said this earlier I think I had, when I was talking to Paul Rabel on here. He lifted his shoulder up. I just think it was his body kind of – like he didn't know where he was. Sometimes I've been knocked out, and sometimes you're knocked out what they call on your feet where actually you're still awake. And you don't know what's going on. And I think he just lifted his – that's why the ref didn't count. His shoulders weren't down. Yeah. He lifted his shoulder. Uh, frankly, I think the ball – I don't think Roman Reign had anything to do with it. I mean, Roman hit him pretty square, hit him the right way. I think Shane just is a hard worker and he's a hard bump taker and he just took it hard. And 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 his head whiplash. And like I said earlier, Mike, I don't know if you heard me, I was talking about wrestlers being battle-tested. When you're on the road all the time and you build up a callus to your body – those type of bumps you usually can suck up. Not saying, I mean, Shane's triple tough. Don't get me wrong. I respect the hell out of him. But, you know, he's not in the ring a lot. You know, he's in, in front of people and doing that. So it's a little bit of a tougher deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and as you know, you know, the more you perform in front of the audience, the more calloused your body gets. That's right. Taking bumps and the better, you, the better your timing is and the better your, That's right. you know, your, your, ring, your ring mindset, for lack of a better description, gets. And yeah. You can train every day in the gym, and I know he does intensive yeah. cardio and intensive boxing and CrossFit, not CrossFit, but like uh, yeah. MMA training and things like that, but that's not the same as being in the no, ring No, it's not. It's not the same. It's totally different. Mike, I got to let you jump, or I got to go to break, dude, but I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Anytime, any place, you know I'll always be here. All right, Check buddy. us out at pwinsider.com. All right, see you, brother. Talk to you. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, Taz. You got it, bud. So there you go, Mike Johnson, PW Insider Report. Hey, uh, we're going to go to break right now. Uh, other side of break. Uh, it's going to be cool. I'm going to get to some more of these phone calls. I'm going to get deeper into Survivor Series. And Mick Foley tweeted out something interesting. We'll get to that on the other side of the break also. Tease Jones. Okay, uh, we'll be right back. Tasha. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We're under an hour, and this show is done. Wow, this thing went quick. Taz Show, special Survivor Series reaction gimmick, Schnabitz, Fernum, Burnham. Yes. So, uh, yeah, getting after it. Phone lines have been jammed throughout the show. Um, trying to get through all of these matches. I, I, I haven't really given a ton of talk on the 5-on-5 five five eliminations match, but I will. A lot of people want to talk about the ending of the show. Anthony, in uh, Chicago, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Taz, man? Good, buddy. Talk to me. How you doing? All right. I'm all right. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Most of it was an enjoyable show. I really liked the ending, especially if you're going to keep Goldberg around for a while. Uh, yeah. It would be nice to build him up, and whoever he loses to looks a lot better from that. It's got to have to be It's gonna have to have be Brock. <laughs> I, I, you got to have Brock get, get that receipt on him. You know what I'm saying? You got to. Exactly. I got uh, one last thing, man. I would have loved to see when the Shield was doing the powerbomb on AJ. I would have loved to see Gallows and Anderson get involved. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, some fancy booking. And I got a question, dude. Are you listening to the Shear in Chicago, right? The score, yeah. Uh, is it on the score right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, somebody tweeted that they cut the show off, which made no sense. I don't know why the guy would say that, but I appreciate that. You're like you're my new Chi-Town Chicago update score guy. How about that? All right, that's the problem. You've just been hired. Thank you. And now you're fired. Okay, yeah. Take care. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> that went over. That went over well. <laughs> 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 He's not my update 
update guy. Pete Schwartz is your update guy. That's right. By the way, you're fired. I just want to let you know that. So anyway, um, yeah. So I put in my notice like Listen, six please, months ago. Can we kill his mic? Can I just get a scissor to cut his mic? Stop it! All day you drive me nuts. Make you my head. It's gonna explode. Now he gets quiet, Jones. Look. Now he bites his tongue. I love you. Yeah. Stop. Just go away. Just get out. Get the hell out of here. Drives me nuts. Show up late. You showed up five minutes before the show. How dare you? <laughs> You're all happy because your Vikings won. Yes, very happy. And my Bills won. Yes. So that means we have that in common. Yes. That's great. No yeah. one cares. So anyway, uh, what else is going on? Yeah, so a five-on-five men's match. Uh, you know, I talked about the Cruiserweight match. The five-on-five men match, so we talked about it a little bit here and there. It was, this thing was, um, I mean, like I said earlier, it had a ton of run-ins in this thing, but not in a bad way. I, I started thinking about ECW, as crazy as that sounds. Some of the stuff that used to happen in ECW, like just random run-ins. A lot of people don't remember that with ECW. Like, so the, I got confused at one point. I didn't know if there was a no DQ or DQ. I don't know what was going on. I mean, I, really, it was like the, the, the match, as I talked about with Mike Johnson, it, it started at 9.25 p.m., and it had just t- took tons of time. And, you know, like I said, when you're busting up furniture and matches and tables and this, that, the other thing, that's what's going to happen. What I didn't like was that Kevin Owens was eliminated way too early. That part I didn't like. I mean, the Raw guys uh, got a ton of heat on Shane McMahon. Shane sold really well. Shane did that gigantic, awesome Huge elbow spot on Braun Strowman, which you knew WWE's kind of been setting that up a little bit with Shane and uh, Strowman a little bit. You've been you've been hearing that. Oh, what's Shane going to do if he ever gets in there with Strowman? What would Strowman do to Shane? So they were setting that table. So we saw, speaking of tables, the announce table, ba-boom, elbow on uh, the big man. And I like that the mascot himself, Ellsworth, got involved. I thought that was a cool, cute, funny spot. And it was smart because Strowman, if you remember, squashed Ellsworth months ago. You know, that's the first time we saw James Ellsworth. So Ellsworth's under the ring, and he grabs the guy's leg and gets him counted out or something. I don't know. The whole thing was it was crazy, but it was entertaining. I, I liked it. You know, then we saw the crazy, uh, the, the dangerous, hopefully Shane's okay, the the, uh, the big spear, you know, uh, as, uh, what's his name, uh, Roman Reigns nails Shane McMahon is going coast to coast, and, you know, Shane's head, like I said, man, me down. it really, uh, his head really, um, it really bounced off the mat. Uh, so hopefully he's okay. You know, that that was just a really uh, a bad bounce there. I mean, hopefully he's all right. Well, hopefully they give an update or something. You know, then we saw, as everybody's been talking about, the, the, the Shield, the reunion gimmick. And, you know, the, the, the Dean turn on the AJ was crazy. They had a lot of everything. I mean, it was, um, I like that the, the consistency with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, that story, and the, the announcers told a proper story with it where we saw, you know, basically Orton and the announcers told us, took a bullet for Bray, and then Bray got the win, SmackDown wins, as I predicted, by the way. just want to point that part out. Aha. And then we got into the Brock Goldberg stuff, which, uh, you know, <laughs> didn't last long, as I said. It was, uh, it was craziness. It was just, it's a shocking, shocking thing, but again, it's a good thing. We've been talking about here just about the whole bulk of the show. And you did want to get to the Mick Foley tweet as well. I did. Thank you very much. I have a second or two to get to that, so I appreciate that. Thank you, Rob. Uh, so Mick tweeted about three hours ago, what the F, and figure that out, seems to be the phrase of choice on the w, in the WWE dressing room. 
Hashtag Brock versus Goldberg. Hashtag Survivor Series. So that's Mick saying that even the wrestlers were shocked about what happened. You know, how that finish was so quick, 93 seconds, whatever the heck it was, 90 seconds, and that Goldberg just pinned Brock. That I thought he was going to kick out like everybody else. And and that's Mick showing that the wrestlers, that's the WWE showing even the locker room shock, just like what happened with Randy Orton, you know, at SummerSlam with Brock. That stuff, that's that stuff that they're trying to do, that shocking stuff to get people talking. And you know what? I don't think it's bad for their business, the WWE. It's smart. It gets buzz and creates intrigue. So I'm going to go to break. I'll start a break and get ready to wrap the show up, take a bunch of calls, and talk a little bit more about Survivor Series. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, all right. We're back here on the Taz Show, the special on CBS Sports Radio, a Survivor Series reaction. Uh, getting ready to wrap up, top of the hour at 2 a.m. Eastern, be done here. Hey, check this out. Be one of the first 25 customers to make a purchase on Black Friday and get a free limited edition Power Talk Fat Handle bottle opener. Plus, check out the sale this weekend for incredible prices on things your vehicle needs. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. So, uh, got a lot of people calling here still. I'm trying to get ready to get on uh, get on the Hook here with some of these people. I feel bad. I've been on hold a long time. Hey, uh, Richie uh, in Cincinnati, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. Hey, what's going on, Taz? How are you, bud? What's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, yeah, I, I have something. Um, I know you've already talked about it quite a bit, but um, it was, it's about Shane, and I was curious if you noticed how long he was laying on the apron before he was ever tagged in, before he ever even got touched by Roman Spears with that, uh, Roman Reigns with that spear. Wait, you're saying after? Hold on, you're saying he was on the apron after the spear? Before it was, it was, it was after the elbow drop off off the top rope, and after that, he was laying on that apron for a good, I would say, good five to six minutes while the match was going on, just kind of laying there. Mm. You could see AJ Styles came up to him a couple times. He looked like he was trying to talk to him a little bit. Mm. But I mean, I, it looked it looked like he may have been like hurt, maybe even before. Well, he might have he got his bell rung before, but he did have the wherewithal to climb to the top rope, though. You know what I'm saying? That's usually... Oh, oh, yeah. And he was able to keep his balance. So a lot of times what happens, Rich, and thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. A lot of times what happens is, you know, uh, not to pull back the curtain too much, but in a match at that like that with a lot of bodies, sometimes you just try to stay out of the way, you know, when it's not your turn, to, to put it in those terms. So I think that maybe what he was doing, I don't know, I, but Richie, you might have a point. I wasn't paying that much attention to him, to be honest with you, but I know he had the wherewithal to climb to the top and keep his balance uh, before uh, doing a high spot, you know, uh, attempting, uh, you know, to do the coast-to-coast gimmick, and then he got caught with that spear, as you said. I just, you know, well, wish nothing but the best for him and his family. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to be okay. Like I said earlier, I think it's a good sign. Just my opinion from being hurt, having concussions, hurting my neck bad, and all the stuff, and being helped out of the ring. It's a good thing that he was helped back with the uh, you know trainers and medical people, as opposed to being put on a, a gurney or a stretcher. That's a good thing, you know. So. Again, I'm far from a doctor, but I'm just saying, like, that, in my opinion, would be a good thing because if it was a deal where, look, he's walking, he's, you know, that if he was, I've had, look, I'll tell you a real quick thing. I, I got a really bad concussion, you know, at, and I, those that listen to my show on a regular basis might have heard me tell the story, 
at a WrestleMania. I don't remember which WrestleMania, because GTS, it was Houston Astrodome. Okay, and then we were in the opening match. It was a six-man. It was me and the APA against the right, the center. And early in the match, I received a clothesline by Big Charles, you know, the guy who used to be Papa Shango and the good father, the godfather. Good dude. He just hit me with a clothesline. But I overbumped, and I hit the back of my head really hard in the mat. I ended up getting a concussion, which what was it? It was a WrestleMania 17. I think. In, in the Astrodome. In the Astrodome, correct. So I ended up getting this deal where I, I did not want to leave the ring. I wanted to keep working. I couldn't wrestle. And then Ron and, uh, you know, Ron Simmons, you know, uh, Farouk, and JBL, Bradshaw, they finished the match for us. And then <laughs> they helped me that long walk. I'll never forget it as long as I live. In the Astrodome of all places, you just couldn't wait to get to the locker room. To, I had a vomit so bad because I had such a bad concussion, and I could, I didn't even know where I was, dude. And like, and I I'm like, why? I didn't know what building I was in, but I knew it was a big ass building. I'm like, why do? After the fact, I'm like, why left me the Astrodome? Why can't it just be like a little short entrance? Like, I mean, it was the walk was forever, and I felt like I just and I'm, I'm, I, I it just wouldn't come. The curtain wouldn't come quick enough. And I'm like, oh my god! And I just my head was spinning, my eyes hurt. I had no power in my legs. As soon as I got through the curtain, I just I was done. And then the trainers grabbed me, and I don't know why they didn't come out when I was out there. I don't know, maybe they were busy. And I laid, that whole WrestleMania, I was in the trainer's room vomiting in a bucket, you know, with a trainer hanging out with me and ice in my neck, and I ended up having, like, a severe concussion. And I wanted to work the next night at Raw, and they were like, no, no, you can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Vince like, you're out of your mind. You're not working and all this stuff. So I know the feeling of those bad concussions. And and they're not good, you know. So, uh, you know, wh- who knows? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out. Hopefully, by tomorrow on social media, and WWE will put something out there about Shane uh, McMahon. So, uh, hey, Matt in California, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, okay, here we go. First time, long time. Oh, oh, is that true? Oh, right in the yeah, yam bag. There it is. A little yam bag shot. People that are new to the show, like, what is that? Why is that? Yeah, happening? what is a yam bag? Uh, no, I you know why. You know why it's happening? Is because it's at night. That's true. No, but I'm saying people don't know what the first time, long time is. That's the thing. But what happens is, Creaky Door Jones, Creaky Door, Creaky Door Jones, WD-40 that door, sir. WD-40 that door. But here's the deal. Uh, Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. What happens is people call radio shows all the time. Now, you know this right here, Matt. I'm going to tell you real quick, let people know. I hate, despise, it turns my stomach when people call radio shows like, oh, hi, Bob. First time, long time. Shut I'm up. Worried, I'm hanging up on you. Just stop it. I- First time, long time. What's up, buddy? Okay, uh, two things. One, the 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 main event. Okay. Mm. Um. Now they they put a lot of hype into it. Didn't you think it would be a better match overall than the WrestleMania 20 match? You talk about Lesnar and and Goldberg. Correct. Uh, dude, I, I did. I don't, I don't think you could even call it a match. It was a few. It was a double leg by Brock, and then a spear, and another one I think by uh, Goldberg, and then he hit the jack, the jackhammer gimmick. You know, so you know, Matt, I don't even think that's a match if you think about it. That's just a quick, you know, as we would call, squash in essence. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't want to say that word. I don't know. You know ah, the, the, the rules. Okay. I like this guy, Matt. All right, all right. I respect that. Cool. Now, now, my 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 second deal I wanted to discuss. You haven't even touched on it. Uh, uh, the Undertaker. Yeah. He's tall. How he came back on SmackDown. Right. There's been rumors going around during the week about 
him and whoever cost Team SmackDown the loss or whatever going into WrestleMania. Uh, now, where does he go now since Team SmackDown won? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think Undertaker's definitely going to have to have a presence somewhere, somehow, especially with this whole thing with Lesnar. You know, that that I think they're going to have to do something where Lesnar's going to get his receipt, and it's, it's not going to be, and thank you for calling, by the way, Matt, it's not going to be uh, at the Royal Rumble because it was announced that, I mean, maybe it will be. Who knows? Maybe in that match, I don't know, but that would make no sense, but who knows? But it's been announced that uh, Goldberg is in the uh, if you're just joining the show right now is going to be at the um, <laughs> the uh, Royal Rumble. So Undertaker, I you got to have him. Look, the guy's not going to be on a regular schedule. You got to have him at one of those big shows. Who do you put him with at Mania? I don't know. I I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's more to this Brock thing that we don't know. Maybe my theory of Goldberg has got the hurt shoulder and they wanted to get through it quick. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something wrong. Who knows? Maybe Brock's got heat. I don't know. Maybe he did something. Maybe he pissed off the boss. You never know. And, and that's the wrestling business. I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying we don't know. I, I, I think it was more just a shock and awe moment where at SummerSlam, you know, Brock got the shock and awe for himself where Randy Orton was the sacrificial lamb. Unfortunately, this time, it seems like Brock was the sacrificial lamb for the shock and awe moment that Goldberg got the, you know, the shine. I don't know. That that could be the deal. Hey, uh, Ty in Minnesota, you're on CBS Sports Radio on the Taz Show. How are you doing, Taz? And I got to say, School Vikings. Oh, look at this there guy. There we go, Ty. Ooh. I'm happy, man. We needed that win. Big but, time. Uh, no, okay, please, anyways, please stop. Just stop. No one cares. Just stop. Come on. What's your, what's your point, Ty? Talk to me. School Vikings. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, you know, I also had Kalisto winning the match tonight because I know live is going to be on. Dude, Tuesday. I'm with you. I'm I'm still like that. That's the thing I'm pissed about. I wanted that to happen. I don't know what happened on that one. Yeah, but I, you know, like you said, you're a mark for Baron Corbin. I love Baron Corbin as well. Yeah, me too. Like he got this big behemoth come out and just destroy you know yeah. Kalisto. But yeah, I was just shocked, and then also shocked, and uh, again with the Brock and uh, Goldberg. And yeah. I agree with you. I think we'll have uh, a meaner, more vicious. Uh, Brock Lesnar than we've ever seen before because he's going to be really upset, obviously, that he got beaten, you know, 90 seconds. Yo, check this out. Ty, if for some crazy reason, right, if for some, I'm not saying this is the case, if for some reason Brock is not on Raw tomorrow, then <laughs> maybe something happened and you're not going to see Brock anymore in WWE. Because if he's not on Raw, I'm not saying that's the case. It's just me, you know, uh, speculating something. I don't know. Then I'm just saying there could be more to this than what we're all thinking. That's all I'm saying, Ty. You know what I mean? Yep, no, I got you, and thanks for having me on. You, you know, got it, buddy. Uh, love listening to you all the time, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That's very nice of you, uh, Ty. Thanks very much. Uh, very nice. And let me get the last call of, of the evening. Chaos in M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, Mississippi. You're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Well, good moment, Taz. Oh, look at this guy. Brings the good moment. How are you, my friend? Talk to me. What's I'm, up? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. got a couple of thoughts. First off, I got to bring up. What do you think about the Usos? I mean, the the heel personas that they're coming out with, the new music, the new look. I love I mean, it, I, dude. I, I chaos. I said this earlier. I love it. I, I'm I'm a mark. I've rapidly become a mark for the Usos. I love what they're doing with these cats, and they pull it off great. They need to do more with them. Seriously. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. I uh, like it. the second part. I want to say the real management, the five on five. Yeah. How great. Is it to see Bray Wyatt finally get that big 
pay-per-view win. And I feel like it's going to be overshadowed or undershadowed by the whole Lesnar Goldberg thing. Hold on. I don't know if it'll be overshadowed. Because, dude, it was a big win. You're right. It was a huge win. And I think that was big. I mean, if you're going in character, he won it for SmackDown, right? That was a big – even though Randy took the – you know, he took the bullet from him and all that stuff. It don't matter. That that was a huge win. You're right about that, dude. There's no doubt, Chaos. I've been waiting for a long time to see Bray get that huge win, and I'm so pumped to finally see him get it. Uh, it. Last thing I got for you, Taz. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about it. Whatever happened to the STW title? What it, uh, do you have? I have it. Belt? I have it. I have it in a location. It's locked up. All can decide. I do have it. Thank you for asking. Thank you for calling, Chaos. No, I have it. I have the FTW title. It's mine, the real one. What the hell? Why wouldn't I have it? So, uh, yeah, I have it in a spot, and it's secured. Let's put it that way. And uh, along with an ECW world title. How about that? Yeah, you're damn right. That's right. I said it. Well, you're not going to see the Western States heritage around here, so. <sighs> please, sir. Please. Please. I'm going to kick your ass. Stop. Why? Why do you have to be? You need the spotlight. Oh, well, look. Now, no, what? Me? No. Yes. Now, now, I'm getting rid of this, close the show, and you got to come in with something. If I needed the spotlight, I would have interviewed Samoa Joe. Oh, oh, But this oh, is the Taz show, oh, and we've oh. done a, you've done a great job tonight. Buy a hat. Okay, that's great. Um, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for telling me I've done a great job. I appreciate that. Thank you. You have? Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. So here's the deal, right? I'm getting ready to wrap this bad boy up. So here's the gimmick, okay? So you could basically download... The audio on demand of this show tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. If you hear me say this, that means you heard the download, so whatever. Uh, So that'll be uh, available on demand in the morning. And the video on demand, I believe, will be ready, hopefully, at 7 a.m. As Video Brian probably wants to strangle me if I just said that. But no, the video on demand will be available just like Greg. There'll be no live Taz show tomorrow, but I will be back on Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. at TazShow.com, streaming and screaming for two hours. And I'll be back Wednesday at 7 a.m. doing the same gimmick. Thursday's Thanksgiving, so will Taz be doing a show? No! Uh, What about Friday, Taz? It's Black Friday. I mean, come on, you're not going shopping. You're going to do the show, right, bro? You're dedicated to the audience. You love the wrestling base, fan base. You love the Taz Show fan base. Aren't you going to do a show? (laughs) What are you nuts? Get the hell out of here. I'm not doing no show on Friday. Get out of here. You know what? I might even, I might take off till January. I don't need to do any of this. Sick of this. How about that? People out of new are like, this guy, what is this guy? What is this? <laughs> uh, most of the things I say, I joke. So, But, yeah, there is no show Thursday and Friday. I'm not. I'm not doing a show Friday. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'll be doing a show Tuesday and Wednesday. After that, then you can listen to the audio of the man. It's free. Okay, podcast it, VOD, whatever you want to do. Go to TazShow.com. It's all there. iTunes, whatever you want. That's the deal on that. So, Look, I, you know, I mean, to me, it was uh, this. This was a lot of fun. Whenever we, there's a big show, I come out here and do a special. Just something you want to say that's important. You look okay, good. Tongue biting Jones, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I appreciate all of the uh, hospitality, everybody here at CBS Sports Radio and in the studios here, WFAN in New York. So that's very nice, and of uh, you know, all the big wigs here that support, give me the opportunity to do a show and. Support pro wrestling and sports entertainment. It's really cool. So I, that means a lot to me. That's a great thing. I'm, I'm very fortunate. And the audience, I mean, you guys have been great. All the callers have been great. I mean, uh, uh, good stuff uh, all the way through and through. 
I mean, it was a, it was an interesting show to react to, to be frank with you. I mean, uh, I'm looking at some of those things that are still trending topics right now as I'm live at 1.53 uh, a.m. on this Sunday morning. Survivor Series still trending. Uh, hashtag Brock versus Goldberg is still uh, trending. So it's all, you know, it's still red hot. And that doesn't surprise me one iota. Look, I appreciate everybody here. Joe on the other side of the glass. My man, thank you. Uh, of course, my man. <laughs> Timber Jones right there. Big Dennis Jones. Thank you, buddy. And the Viking. Thank you very much. And thanks for Video Brian back there. Handsome Johnny disappeared. We have no idea where he is. We have no idea. And we don't care. On that <laughs> note, uh, I'm Taz. You're not. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye. I was raised in the days of my space and screen names. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at drink just to get away we gotta live it up carolina here to stay i'm hoping i won't let you go welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it